This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And you're listening to another preview uh, with the Patreon restructure. We've been doing previews. Mm-hmm. And this is a preview of some not what was, but what may be. Yes. Spirit. Looking into the future to a new show that is possible because of your generosity uh, after our Patreon restructure. Mm-hmm. At the time of recording, we are very close to our milestone goal to do a brand new show for patrons uh, called Unfilmable. And this is us talking about Lovecraft adaptations into the video format, either like film or TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we've covered. So what we want to do is uh, since we've already covered a lot of Lovecraft content and are currently covering it in Monster My Podcast, um, wanted to highlight a couple episodes where we've done Lovecraft specials or things about Lovecraft. So you can listen to what that approach might sound like and then say, hey, that sounds cool. I would like to get in on that. Yes. So uh, we have a handful of these that are going to be coming out, and we have a lot of things that we're planning to cover for this show. Mm-hmm. So this is, all, you know, the, the usual suspects. So this is stuff like um, the H.P. Lovecraft Historical Society movies, the, the Call of Cthulhu and Whisper in the Darkness, mm-hmm. um, the Stuart Gordon kind of gonzo horror stuff from yeah. beyond, Dagon, Reanimator, um, In the Mouth of Madness, um, and then some things that are more ten- tangentially or tangentially ten tangentially uh, hello i'm tangentially um ten, ten, tangentially uh related so things like army of darkness um stuff like that yeah mountains of madness yep so uh yeah we're looking forward to covering that stuff and uh stay tuned here for this duck feed classic of <laughs> us uh dealing with lovecraft stuff and what we're calling the road to unfilmable mm-hmm. um if you like this if you want to see this become reality the way to do that is go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv yes and that will also be the way to get the show Flesh, bones, collars, bound together with the oddest magical incantation. Here, boy, that's a good boy. This wretched book is where it all began so long ago. Before time, before dogs, we've been on the edge of extinction for two millennia, and the Rover family is all that can stop it. The Guardians grow restless for their tennis balls. Their time is once again near, as their owner is almost home, and it is all found in the pages of the Tome of Eternal Darkness. It begins with a Roman centurion, Poodle Augustus, who heard the call of a craven voice deep in the ruins of the Forbidden Kennel. At the heart of Barkness, Poodle found a chew toy of the ancients and became a servant of forces unknowable. Poodle's first task in summoning his dread master was to bind Mantrabark, the dog of chaos. Using foul magics, he leashed Mantrabark in the depths of the temple in Angkor Pug. (laughs) Millennia later, my ancestor Maximilian Rover was digging underneath his doghouse in Rhode Island and uncovered the remains of the dead city of Labrador. This house broke his mind, and he was thrown into the pound after biting three of the servant's children. But in the present day, my grand puppy, Alexandra Rover, found the same city and used its inherent magical amplification field to assemble a staying spell that would keep Poodle's master at bay. With a mighty high-pitched whistle, the barkness was halted. And so it comes to pass, 
With his foes vanquished, Manterbark falls into his dying slumber. Mayhap he will awaken one day and continue his machinations. If that happens, you should... Gary Murderfield. My name is Skull Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. And in this extra special, terrifically spooky edition of our show, we're talking about Eternal Darkness, which is a survival horror game developed by Silicon Knights and published by Nintendo for the GameCube in 2002. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, in this game, you play as various people throughout history who are influenced by the Tome of Eternal Darkness, Necronomicon. Um, and you uh, solve puzzles and explore environments, killing monsters in order to try to stay alive and kind of further the plot. And yes. you're going to give little micro missions. Yes. And stay sane. <laughs> which is uh, what the which game is notable do. for. No, which you oughtn't do. Like, no, don't. <laughs> Sanity's for chumps. Sanity's yeah. for chumps and normals. Yeah, or do keep, not say Satan. Keep it keep it weird in Persia, uh, or yeah. keep Persia weird. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the thing the game is most known for. Uh, your character has uh, a sanity meter, and you lose uh, sanity whenever a monster spots you. Uh, kind of does glowy green eyes on you. Um, mm-hmm. And when your sanity is low enough, you get these various visual and kind of interface hallucinations. Uh, Nintendo has even gone as far as to get a patent for this mechanic, which is why we don't see it everywhere because it is the best idea. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that a lot. <laughs> yeah, because it's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. It uh, the game is also notable in that it contains a magic system where you assemble spells out of these runes that you acquire throughout the game. Um, the spells can be of four different elements playing into this rock, paper, scissors, and then, I guess, shotgun um, <laughs> yeah. for the uh, affinities of the, the elder gods that watch over everything. You yeah. can kind of mix and match them to get different effects and, and such. Yeah, the, and you can um, kind of play around with them to discover spells that you wouldn't otherwise have ahead of time. Like, the only like consequence for failure in that is that they just fizzle. Uh, yeah. but, uh, you know, you get question mark, question mark spells. You get, you get, uh, like scrolls that tell you different combinations to, to use that keep you kind of on the critical path for what you need to get through the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, for us, we didn't have shotgun as the comedy fourth option. It was always dynamite. You threw down dynamite uh, if you wanted to be the unpopular kid on the bus. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Playing rock, paper, scissors on the bus. Simpler yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Just passing the day. <laughs> since uh, since each chapter takes place at different points throughout history, uh, a great deal of attention was paid uh, to keeping things period accurate. Uh, historical events, locations, and even the weaponry are generally um, accurate to what would have been happening around that time and in that place. Mm-hmm. And a, uh, a sequel was announced by Silicon Knights, and it quickly faded away into vaporware as the studio went on to focus its efforts on uh, Two Human. A womp, spiritual womp. successor, yeah, I know, which I've heard nothing but bad things about. <laughs> yeah. And the title screen looks like Toot Human. <laughs> toot Human. Yeah, it looks like it, you are a Toot Human. I think it was even um, recalled. Like, it's really hard to get a hold of now because they just didn't get the rights to the engine. 
Huh. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, they, uh, and then the um, and then uh, that X Men game they oh, put yeah. out that looked really cool. I played that at PAX and it's real trash. Like mm. I stopped playing the demo like three minutes and I'm like, this is boring. And the person who was there was like, oh, if you get to the end of the demo, you get a lanyard or, or something like that. Like, ah, <laughs> I'm okay. Yep. Well, I'm gonna leave. No, this is my awful. keys. My keys hold hold themselves together just fine. Yeah. Yeah, your game is bad. Yes. Um, but a spiritual successor, Shadow of the Eternals, was attempted very recently but never got off the ground despite several failed attempts at crowdfunding. Yeah. Uh, this is something that they still say they want to do. Um, so it's still maybe in the cards yeah. somewhere, but the uh, the initial attempts have, have not worked out. Have not worked out. So yeah, um, it's uh, I'm so excited to be playing this game or to have played this game a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is we we were talking about it off mic a little bit. This is real up there for me as far mm-hmm. as games we've done. Yeah. And I I'd forgotten how much I love this game. Yeah. But it it's a fucking joy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it it is it is great. So Yeah. So let's jump right so, yeah. into it with the plot. Yeah, let's talk about the plot. Yeah. Can, may I start? Yeah, yes. let's tell me a little about, about the plot. Cool. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So Alexandra Roivas, Savior Backwards, uh receives a call late at night telling her that her grandfather has been murdered. Ooh. She she immediately gets up too. Like she yeah. she's kind of she's like, There's been a problem. She's like, I'll be right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like you could not reach something. Like you don't know that it's actually worth <laughs> you. Yeah. you getting there also like, he's been murdered like there's gonna be an investigation and everything like that yeah, like, like the body's not going anywhere what's yeah. what's left of the body anyway yeah exactly yeah. Like, just i would if i if it were me like especially you know like not immediate family i'd probably go back to sleep and go the next day yeah yeah well you know i think there, there's some stuff in there about how he raised her like a father or something like yeah that. yeah which know. they do weird stuff with later yeah um yeah mm-hmm Yep. Yeah, so uh, she goes to the family estate in Rhode Island, the spooky estate, um, and mm-hmm. sets about trying to solve the mystery. Uh, while there, she discovers a horrifying tome bound in human flesh and, uh, I, I assume, bone. Uh, and bone and such, uh, yep. called the Tome of Eternal Darkness, uh, which tells of an ancient struggle between man um, and the gods, or the cosmic beasts that call themselves gods. Yeah. And, uh, of course, she reads it, um, you know, ostensibly, <laughs> just mistake. to... To uh, yeah, everybody makes that mistake in this game. Yeah. <laughs> like, should you take the tome of eternal darkness? No, <laughs> Just, <laughs> no, you're stay, a priest for God's sake. Stay, stay here and make some <laughs> exactly. Stay here and make some conversation with the floor. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Just, just <laughs> like, listen, guys. I'm sorry to step on you. Let's, you know, let's yeah. all tell each other something that we've never told anybody else, and not pick up the tome of eternal darkness. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, ostensibly, it's to investigate his death. Like he was on to. This isn't happening. You know? Yeah. And uh, the first chapter in the Tome of Eternal Darkness, which is the only one that's in there. Right. You know, which is kind of weird. Um, it looks like, like you know, full and, and, and everything, but it's missing several pages. Mm-hmm. Um, it tells of Pius Augustus, a Roman centurion who is called into an ancient forbidden city in Persia. Um, while there, he claims an artifact and becomes the servant of one of these gods. And uh, again, the neat thing we'll talk about in a minute, you get mm-hmm. to choose. Yeah. Um, he then sets out trying to bring this god into the world. Right. The rest of the game uh, follows the people who are chosen by the tome in order to try and stop uh, this very thing from happening. Right. So it spans history, jumping around between four notable locations, the, the, the Forgotten City in Persia, um, this temple in Angkor Wat, uh, a cathedral in France, and then the Roivas Estate in Rhode Island. Um, and as Alex reads this history, she begins to unlock uh, the secrets of her grandfather's mansion. It's, uh, you know, the requisite spooky mansion with lots of doors and secrets, right? 
Yeah. Yep. Super Resident <clears throat> Evil, even yep. down to like to the double staircase. You know, kind of like going either way. Yeah, that foyer shot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the final chapter begins with Alex having acquired all of the relics needed to defeat Pius and his god. Um, she kills Pius, and uh, by uh, by summoning the opposing god to defeat Neat. the one that he is trying to summon. Right. Um, however, then she summoned a terrible god and uh, <laughs> realizes her mistake, banishes that god back to its own dimension. And then there's a big ellipsis question mark on whether this is the end. <laughs> yes. Um, which it's not. Nope. Yep. Yeah. And we'll talk about that at the very end um, yep. about what actually is going on here. But okay. uh, that's the broad stroke setup. Yep. So this is a long game. Um, this might be a little bit of a longer episode, but we're going to just go chapter by chapter and uh, probably hit these generalities as they start popping up Yep. Um, mm-hmm. as per usual. And uh, the game starts off with this intro, which uh, I was real kind of uh, excited. And, uh, oh, the, this is the intro before the uh, the flashback. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead and, and hit this one because I, uh, I had this aborted point I was going to make. <laughs> yeah. About yeah. Pius Augustus. Oh, yeah. So this, like, really it's just the plot stuff that we covered. You know, there's a little bit of uh, cutscene wankery about the Guardians grow wet restless. This is the yeah. story of humanity. Um, and a lot of these uh, things are narrated by the grandfather, by Edward. Mm-hmm. I, I, yep. for, I think that's his name. There are like 14 Edwards in this game. Yeah, a lot of Edwards. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Well, it's yeah. the most popular baby name, you know, <laughs> from 1826 to, BC yeah, yeah, 20, through today. 26 BC today. <laughs> yeah. There's a map that just shows that. It's like it's every it's the entire globe, which is the word Edward <laughs> in impact white font. Like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Just a, yeah, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a constellation map, but every star is named Edward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, are the Edwards right, Gary? It's a, it's a good It's a good. It's a good name. It's versatile. Yeah, Ed, yeah. Eddie, Eddie, Edward, Ward. <laughs> Ward. Is that really yeah. the, the... I think the, so. Really? Huh. Yeah. 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 And Ward's a cool name. Yeah, no, Ward's great. Yeah. <laughs> never met a person I didn't like named Ward. Also, anyone named I've Ward. I've never met it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, but really, just kind of... The, uh, you take this opportunity to look at all the locked doors in the mansion and uh find the uh the secret study by turning the clock to 333 i forget yeah. how you figure out how to do that but um yeah the, yeah, There's yeah a good the, um, or a ghost a lot of force yeah. ghosts happening <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um it's it notable that the policeman who's summoning you is in uh inspector lagrasse who is the inspector from the Call of Cthulhu? Mm, yeah. Also, he's real creepy. Like, yeah, yeah, he's I, a real. I, I love that intro. It's like, it's like, yeah, okay, you know, brings her here. Okay, we're gonna uncover this uh, body. We need you to identify it, and it's like just a pile of flesh. With yeah, a hand it's great too. Out. That, that scene is amazing. Where she's like, "Why, why would, would you, you show me this? this?" And he's just like, "Listen, lady, <laughs> I've had a rough day." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, if you if you need a if you need to go get dinner or something, you know, some kind of distraction. puts his finger through like a loop like later (laughs) come on the grass but the the naming conventions like so there's tons of those little references and name drops Mm -hmm. like uh this game wears all of its influences on on its sleeve which are primarily like equal parts uh hp lovecraft edgar Allan poe and indiana jones yeah um are the three there's some Stephen king in there too there's a little bit yeah yeah Yeah. Mm. um the, uh, yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, yeah, I, I wish I could remember why you do the, the clock puzzle thing yeah. or how you, how you set it to three thirty three. I think it might just be a force ghost yeah. um, that tells you this. Um, but mm-hmm. that gets you into the study, which yeah. is where you ultimately find this book bound in, in human flesh and, uh, and bone, mm-hmm. um, which is gross. And it's, it's, it's got kind of awesomely, it has all of the pictures and stuff in the study. Like there are, you know, images of the areas you'll be going to yeah. in the game, which is really neat. Like if you go around inspecting everything, mm-hmm. 
And, uh, and nothing's gotten real creepy here, but one thing about this game that's great is you're going to keep coming back to the estate, the Rovis estate, and it serves as like a chorus mm-hmm. to the game. Like you have this little downtime thing in a familiar but slightly different area, yeah. you know, 12 times, like mm-hmm. really frequently. And each time it's a little bit different and a little bit more intense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's wonderful. Especially each time, you know, once magic starts happening, like you use the, uh, the various things that you did in the chapter to unlock the next area of the mansion. Yeah, 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 which is what all video games do. Yeah. But the fact that you're jumping back and forth between history and mm-hmm. how seamlessly it makes sense yeah. that you have these things is just wonderful. Um, yeah, and it also it adds to this kind of sense. So one thing that I noticed about this game, and I can't, I don't know if it is a, uh, a detriment or not, is it is uh, unrelentingly bleak and intense. Yeah. Like there, there, are, there are no real moments of levity, you know, to be found. The uh, if you're playing it the way you should, which is with sanity meter less than half, mm-hmm. you pretty much the entire time you're playing this, you're signing up for about 15 hours of hearing women beg and scream, <laughs> like in the audio, yeah. and watching canted angles. Yeah, and so he- it's really like wearing to your soul. Like even down to like I've I've never been able to separate if the if it's actually the music or if it's a sanity effect, but just like the don don. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, dun. I'm yeah. pretty sure and I then, made my neighbors angry with 14 straight hours of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, then there's the, um, cross. Yeah. It <laughs> yep. comes up like, you know, just kind of at seemingly random intervals mm-hmm. to that beat. And it's just, it is oppressive. Mm-hmm. Like it is the most oppressive game I have played. Like it, you just, you know, have this weight on you yeah. every time you're anywhere. Mm-hmm. In, in the game it's just incredible I and think, i felt it most of the estate yeah I, I think that the only thing that keeps it from being like as oppressive for me is just like how bright everything is like yeah. like, like thematically and like the things that are happening are there but like I, I you know just because everything is laid out in the open like that i'd say that's the only area where this actually falls down is uh is that it isn't as shadowy like they, I, they don't play with like mate like messing with what you see or don't see um, they don't play with what's messing with what you see or don't see, but like between the music and then between, you know, between the music and sanity effects. And one of the things is you're immediately going to find ammo. Like mm-hmm. you find ammo before you find the book. Yeah, that's real. And you don't fight unsettling. here for, for <laughs> you know, 12 hours. Yeah. So I was always expecting mm-hmm. there to be a monster. Yeah. 100% of the time I was here mm-hmm. and, uh, and it never, I mean, I knew this from my previous playthrough. Like I played this, but close to when it came out. Yeah, you know, it was when I played this uh, the first time, and uh, so it's been a long time since I played it. And I was expecting there to be monsters and everything like that. So there's maybe as opposed to oppressiveness, there's a sense of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get to waffle, waffle back and forth between oppressive and an- anxious. Yeah, yeah, and those are the two emotions you're going to feel during this game. Mm-hmm. so good but any, anyway so you read the first chapter not to, to sidetrack us too much <laughs> yeah right. you read yeah. the first chapter and uh, you're cast as uh, Pius Augustus and this acts as kind of an extended um, an extended tutorial for the melee combat in this game which is really good yeah 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 it's it's, it's what I because I before uh, Resident Evil 4 I was always bemoaning you know they're not being melee combat in Resident Evil mm-hmm. you know, games and like how would you do that and this is how you'd do it yeah you know like there's this is more or less you know you could almost do this in, the, in that 
in that same kind of uh, same kind of sense. Yeah, it's also uh, noteworthy just because it's not tank controls, which Resident Evil yeah. and I think, uh, yeah, uh, Silent Hill got away from it in, uh, Silent, in Silent Hill Two right before this came out. Um, but yeah, like the direction that you press is the direction that you go, so it controls yeah. more like an action game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things I like is, is in this first cutscene when Pius is discussing or discussing with his uh, uh, his centurions, mm-hmm. um, you know, going into this this temple is that it's in Latin mm-hmm. um, with subtitles. And initially, like I was like, oh, the game is just going to be in whatever language the characters are speaking. That's great. Yeah. Like I would, I, and they kind of transitions out of it, which is fine. Like I'm glad that they even made a nod to it. Yeah. But for a second, I was very excited about like the idea that it was going to have that level of verisimilitude yeah that level of fidelity they do yeah. like it's like a nice long crossfade too so like yeah. it, it, it's not jarring like you know the first one is you know quid pro quo ergo sum and then hey steve what you have for hey steve <laughs> yeah, want to yeah. go grab some za yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> no we have a temple to <laughs> no, no, explore no we got this temple to be all up in this the piece. temple of za <laughs> the temple. steve's out of here man <laughs> <laughs> music uh uh surfs up or like uh okay yeah it's steve's theme what if that was on the soundtrack to this game like you bought it and it was like 16 songs and then track 14 was like steve's theme it's 16 songs 20 minutes of silence surfs up dude whoa bone thief Cowabunga! <laughs> oh no! Uh, yeah, but yeah, Steve doesn't make another appearance. No, he doesn't. So fortunately, yeah. <laughs> but the uh, so the, the the trick to the combat is that you can target different body parts and that they have an immediate uh, and satisfying effect right. on the efficacy of your enemies for the most part. So it's very easy to lop limbs and heads off of these enemies, yeah. and, and they react as such. Mm-hmm. And um, it has different levels of efficacy against uh, uh, monsters of different elements. So, yep. like uh, the the red ones, they grow their limbs back, whereas the green ones, they get ghost limbs after a little bit. Yep. Which, um, interestingly, can only hurt your sanity. Right. If they hit you with a ghost limb, it doesn't affect you. It just makes you more insane. Yeah. And uh, the blue ones, if you cut their heads off, they explode. Yep. Yeah. So, in a real creepy, like you encounter one <clears> set of blue ones. So, we both played through as with the the yellow. Um, which we'll get to yeah zelatak we'll talk green, about the, the green one I green yep, whoops. Sure. Yeah. um and the uh, uh you encounter one set of the blue enemies in that playthrough and i didn't really know what they were because i played through this game twice both uh, with the green yeah god just because it seems like the the best one right. and uh they do this kind of keening so like if you cut off one <laughs> zombie's head it starts making this noise and then it, it affects the other zombies and they all just start kind of vibrating and getting you know faster and higher mm-hmm. in pitch till they blow up right and it's really cool like the idea that uh the play experience is going to be different down to that level. Right. I mean, and we might as well talk about this because the ultimate goal of this level is to get to this chamber where you have the three uh, relics yeah. uh, that are different colors. You have red, green, and blue. And that's uh, it's actually a really, really important choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's like the most important choice you'll make in the game. It also adds as like a, a couple minute choice into the, into the game difficulty selector. Yeah. Um, With no indication is... of, that, of it being that yep. thing. Not even remotely. Yeah. Um, green is widely considered to be the easiest one, um, yeah. but I also think it's the best experience with uh, blue in the middle and red is the hardest. Right. And, uh, you know, we should probably talk about the, what those those three gods are and 
and what they symbolize. Yeah, yeah. So so green is Zelatath, and uh, it is the goddess of sanity. Um, yep. Yeah. So if you pick that, uh, that you know that that ends up being the god that Pia serves, and you find more of these green enemies, which will you know do a, a number on your sanity meter, right? Yep. Yeah, and and keep in mind. So you're playing. You don't know this yet, but you're playing as the antagonist. So you're choosing what you're up against, not what you're allied with. Right. Um, if you choose the blue, um, that is. Do you have the god's name somewhere in here? Uh, Ulyoth. Ulyoth. Yeah. They're they're uh, you know they're just Lovecrafty god names. Mm-hmm. Ulyoth, which is a gigantic space mm-hmm. uh, jellyfish thing, and uh, and he is the god of magic. Mm-hmm. Um, so those enemies do that blowing up thing. Um, they do magic damage to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then Shaturga, which is the red god, is giant space crab. Um, yep. He is the god of blood or something like that. Physicality. Um, yeah, physicality. Like strength yeah. and, yeah, strength mm-hmm. and matter. Yeah, and his enemies are really tough, really resilient. They do a lot of damage. Yep, so that, and you obviously are going to be fighting a lot of enemies in this game. Yeah. So uh, so that's really tricky. And they have this rock, paper, scissors relationship between the three of them. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the, the mindlessness of uh, Chaturga, you know, is resistant to Zelatoth. Because he's just you know so uh, yeah. so so single minded in his purpose and yeah. uh, and but however the uh, uh, no it's 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 red trumps green green trumps blue blue trumps red yeah 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 but and, there's and, I mean I, there's like little like so it makes sense yeah there's there's a, there's 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 a logic to it yeah 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 and they they they, they go to great lengths to always have one of those diagrams available to you. Yeah. Um, either in tapestries or, you know, various forms, um, yep. which it eventually becomes second nature, especially over the course of a over the course of a single playthrough. Like, you know, like, OK, I'm finding green enemies, so I need to be as red as possible. Yeah. And since you're going to fight the same enemies for the most part, yeah. um, knowing how to do that. But it's nice, too, because the game never just sets out and explains that to you. I don't think I think it is just something that you pick up from from the environment and from experience. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. And it plays into tons of puzzles and tons of things you're going to have to do, especially later. Yeah. When you start working around with the magic system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Pius has turned into a Lich King. Yep. <laughs> and now that uh, Alex has been exposed to the tome, she can read certain things. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So you have the, the tome and uh, and you're back. And there's nothing really. You just kind of get the second chapter, right? Yeah. Like there's really like... not anything that happens in the mansion here. Nope. Um, I think it either like falls between the pages or you find it in a drawer or something like that. Like you'll yeah. be you'll have to solve puzzles eventually for these. But mm-hmm. initially, they just want to get you onto the plot because of the, the, the second very important thing that happens yeah. is uh, in chapter two, the binding of the corpse god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that. Yes. Um, uh... Super metal. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're we're in eleven eleven hundred A.D. in uh, Angora Tham with uh, Ilya, the slave girl, yes, who just wants some adventure. Yeah, like yeah. she's just kind of like I, I've never been on an adventure. <laughs> yeah, you fool! Don't go to <laughs> you fool. Yeah, no, or also yeah. don't say out loud while holding a book bound in human flesh. I would like to go on an adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it will. It's going to put some adventure in you. Yeah. Like you're going to go on this like 900 year adventure that's absolutely miserable here in a moment. So, <laughs> whoops. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she's she's reading the, to the the tome of eternal darkness, and she like says out loud what just happened in the previous chapter. Yeah, <laughs> you know, saying, yeah. "Oh, you know, never who has time for these fantasies? I want a real adventure." Yeah. And uh, goes into the temple itself. Yep, yep. Where, uh, yeah, the, the she's reading about the you know the binding of Mantarok, which mm-hmm. is the other one we, we we haven't mentioned yet. Who's very important? Yes. Um, this is where your sanity uh, meter pops up. Right. For the first time. And even if you chose uh, Zelatoth, 
the uh, the enemies you're going to fight are not going to do the super doozies on your sanity. Pardon me. <laughs> Is that um, the sound of a super doozy? That, that's the sound of my boner. Um, <laughs> but they really they ease you into the uh, the sanity stuff. So you're going to start seeing some of the effects here, but you're not going to see the real serious stuff just yet. Right. This kind of acts like a uh, introduction to ranged combat as well, because Ilya can find a blowgun. Yes, which yeah. seems like it would be so ineffectual mm-hmm. against these things. Because blowguns don't do damage, they deliver poison. Right. And these are zombies. Yeah. Which is a bummer. But uh, oh, you don't pick that up till later. This place is riddled with traps, too. Yeah, yeah. It's a real Sense Fortress yeah. kind of situation. I'm so glad the traps are not as deadly mm-hmm. as... Uh, because this temple specifically has this kind of you know square layout with hallways between four kind of corner larger corner rooms that you end up spending a lot of time in and uh, initially you know eventually like you know i i just wanted to kind of run between rooms mm-hmm. like if i was trying to solve a puzzle and you can do that like mm-hmm. a giant blade comes down it will not kill you right like if you're happening or if you get hit by an arrow or even the, the <laughs> or crush hole. between two walls yeah the, the game if it's going to kill you in one hit the game will go out of its way to show you that right so uh i mean it's fun to be kind of tiptoe past these pressure plates but eventually mm-hmm. they start introducing these pressure plates that you can't get around right um you know and avoid these traps but you just end up doing it a lot so yeah. it's not really a complaint because you can just run through mm-hmm. but i'm glad that you can just run through yeah there's also uh this is really where where you're introduced to puzzles for the first time as well um (laughs) and there's this motif of uh where the sun is at related to the you know to the time of day and you have to light the appropriate candles in order to uh in order to go forward yep yeah um you fall um after you pick up the blowgun and you break your kukri um and uh this is where you get your first spell i think which is enchant item yeah. Which, uh, which is no, well, really... no, the uh, the guard will fix it for you. Oh, he will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have, you have to save a guard, and he'll fix it for you. Mm-hmm. You get the enchant item pretty soon. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the uh, yeah, there's a weird NPC. Every once in a while, you run into like another person who's <laughs> in these temple runs with you, and it always feels strange to me. Yeah. Like it, it never quite like I'm not. I don't want to say it doesn't work, uh-huh. but it never felt natural, and it always felt like I should be, you know. Like, Jesus Christ, guys. Like, did you see what that thing was chasing? Like, I just felt like people should be more alarmed about what's going on. Yeah, they're just kind of like this guy, especially, is just kind of standing in a corner and doesn't, like, initiate anything. Yeah, yeah, you have to save him. He's being attacked. But then his his response is, I will fix, you know, I'll fix your sword for you. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, there's just, okay, there's just, you know, zombies now. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone just accepts it. Like, it's just kind of weird. Like, I was just expecting a little bit more... uh, incredulousness especially in the architect surveying chapter yeah which uh which there's tons of people down there just right. hanging out yeah just just um, having a good time yeah <laughs> under, just under some slave drivers. down at trapper junction yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> anywho so yeah you get the, the enchant uh, enchant item for for the life of me like i i get the way that the spell system works uh-huh. but my actual you know mechanic for getting through it was just to collect things until i could cast the spell like, yeah. I didn't really worry about the fact that you need the rune, the tablet, and the recipe. Or you don't need the recipe or the tablet. But the fact that, you know, what those things do, like, I got it, mm-hmm. but it didn't really make any effect for me. Because you're not really searching anything out. You're just picking up everything that's in your path. Right. You know, adventure game, human Roomba style. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so eventually I could just cast spells. Right. Like, I would get a new thing, and that would be it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the, the interface for putting spells together, I would have liked to be more experimental. But it's just so unfriendly. That yeah. I, I pretty much just waited until it was dropped right in front of me too. Yeah, yeah. It's and that's just that's something that was a feature that was scaled back. Yeah. So in the initial interviews about this game, uh, Dennis Didak, who created it, um, talked about there being something like 160 
combinations of spells. Jesus wept. Yeah, it was supposed to be. Yeah, it was supposed to be. You know, every every combination and more runes and every combination would produce a different spell. And then they scaled that way back to yeah. where I think there are 16 spells There's now. There are 16 spells, and the way that you make it more powerful is just adding more Paragon. Yeah, runes. yeah, Paragon. Paragon. Par- Paragon. 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 Mantara. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, yeah, so it's, uh, uh, yeah. So, that, I mean, that's kind of how it ended up working out, which is fine. Like, I like the magic system in this game. Mm-hmm. I feel like the way that it's explained, or the way that you get the runes and the spell recipes and everything is a little bit unnecessarily complicated. Yeah. I would much rather have you, like, when you came upon a spell, you would just write it down. Right. Like, you just get the, all I want is the 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 runes. Yeah. You know, I don't want the tablets. I don't want the recipes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and because your mana recharges when you run around, you should never, ever not have an enchanted weapon or a shield. Like, just yep. that. Just always have that. What's, what's shield? Shield? Yeah. Uh, I don't know the actual oh, spell. Well, the shield spell, not an yeah. enchanted shield. Right, the way yeah, you said that, yeah. it's not like an enchanted weapon or an enchanted shield. Nope. nope. Yeah, yeah. You should always have shield up. You should always have um, gather mana yeah. up, the mana regeneration spell. And you can pretty mm-hmm. much cast spells as much as you want. Yeah. Um, if you do that, that's that's all way down the the way because it takes a lot for you to get a useful spell. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is not that useful; it's just for it's, puzzles at this point. At at this point, but you can enchant your weapon and it does extra damage. Like what? That. Um, but what? Uh, what god rune do you have at this point? Um, you, do know you what, have Jeturga? I don't think you. I don't think you have Jeturga at this point. I think that you get yeah. another one. Yeah. So once you get the opposing god's rune, your enchant weapon is really yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. And the weapons are pretty good on their own. Mm-hmm. Like you don't actually, you know, you can overpower yourself pretty well mm-hmm. with stuff like the game arms you to the teeth yeah. in a lot of these scenarios and you don't really need it like a lot of enemies you can run around and they're never that hard because mm-hmm. you have that enhanced maneuverability mm-hmm. you can always kind of stick and move mm-hmm. you never fight any you like you only fight one enemy that is fast you know in the, in the game so right. you, you know you have that advantage all the time yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so uh the way that this chapter actually ends is actually pretty cool too um Actually, I say that too much. Uh, but no, you, you come across uh, Pius actually binding this god, Mantarok, which uh, they say is indescribable, but really it's just a big room of flesh and eyes and mouths. Yeah, he's a Shoggoth. <laughs> a Shoggoth or Shubnagaroth. Yeah. And I think he's actually supposed to be Shubnagaroth because mm-hmm. you run into a uh, like a boss relief that says um, that he's a fertility god. Yeah, like he oh. actually is worshipped by the, by the local uh, um, people there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Pius is trying to pin him down to the ground and succeeding, actually, the binding of the corpse god, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because Mantarok is the god that oversees all the other ones. So yep. he trumps everything else. And in order for Pius's plans to go off, he has to take Mantarok out of the equation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or does he? Um, spoiler he doesn't but nope. <laughs> that's what that's what he thinks yeah is going on like there's a lot of like kind of like gambits mm-hmm. kind of going on in this game like and real fucking the definition of a long con <laughs> um <laughs> you know happening here um you know Mantrock definitely plays the long game mm-hmm. which is cool like that yeah. plays into you know his his eternalness mm-hmm. you know for him he's doing this plot that takes 900 years and uh you know for him though that's not that's not too long mm-hmm. which is great um yeah, so so you run into him, um, and uh, you. Ellis is visited by a spirit. I don't remember that spirit. Who's the spirit? Something. It, I think it was a previously playable character who wasn't there. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple like notes of that. Yeah. Too. 
Um, but yeah, so you're given the heart of Montarac, mm-hmm. and uh, it absorbed into you, and you kind of get bound to this place as well. Yeah. After after Pius kills you, pretty much. So yeah. yeah. So uh, comes back in a big bad, a big bad way later, but uh, she yep. got the adventure she wanted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. yeah, she's she's stuck as like a ghost, like a corpse guardian mm-hmm. here, just just forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which this game loves doing to people. Yeah, yep, yep, exactly. Everyone gets bound to a place to protect something, which mm-hmm. again plays into that macro plot really well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so you come back again. That theme, you're going back to the mansion with knowledge that you gained from reading, and this is that you know, you know, what do you? A good way if you're stuck in the mansion ever is to be like, what was the central puzzle of the chapter I just played, mm-hmm. and where can I recreate that? Yeah, um, in the mansion. So you end up doing that candle puzzle <clears throat> in the study in order to get the page out of a tube. Yes, page tube. Like it's one of those bank. <laughs> tubes that uh grandpa stole <laughs> that grandpa stole still yeah. st- still has the still has a sucker at the bottom of it yep yeah yep <laughs> and uh you get a little cutscene here Pius is working with the green god um quite clearly now um mm-hmm. in order to take charlemagne out of power what yep because, yeah. <laughs> i think she says something about him uh just being you know a force for unity of humanity like she needs to weaken humanity enough mm-hmm to, uh, and, uh, you know, he's working with the green God. This is after he's bound Mantrock. There's right. a little bit of like, or before that, rather, this is, there's a little bit of like time being timey wimey that yeah. happens sometimes yeah. in the game, but it makes sense because, uh, as is revealed and I think it's in the true ending, uh, Mantrock, uh, manipulates time. Mm-hmm. So that is his sphere of influence or one of his, his spheres of influence. Yeah. So Just, if you, for the most part, the game does an amazing job at keeping continuity. The couple places where it slips are fine. Right. Because they've they've built in this this hand wave for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's talk for a second about the, about Zelatath because the way that she presents is real cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The I like double Zelatath voice kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a lot like the master in Fallout One, uh-huh. where you have one person talking to you and then another like their subconscious underscoring it mm-hmm. or undermining it rather. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and just uh, and she never trusts uh, right. Pius. No. Like at any point, um, <laughs> you know, and just kind of like, I could do this without you. Like, you know, what are you doing? You're going to betray us. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's insane. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. Like she's got schizophrenia and that's her, her dominion. Yep. <laughs> so super cool. And she just looks real cool. And mm-hmm. there's like a kind of a visual theming to her and her enemies where she doesn't have uh, like this head. Mm-hmm. You're like the, the, you know, a lot of her enemies are missing their head. Right. Which is really neat, including her um, champion. Which you run into later, which I love the design of. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the, all the scenes you get one of these little scenes kind of before each chapter with Pius kind of plotting, and uh, and some you know cutscene of of the stars getting more in place. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, there's you you get the sense of like an antagonistic relationship between Pius and uh, Zelatoth. Yeah. Is it the same with all? Of, I guess I would like. I wish I could watch all the cutscenes with the other gods, but I was having a hard time finding a YouTube with just those. Yeah, it's nowhere. It's nowhere near as bad. Yeah. Yeah, they're more. Uh, I could see that. Yeah, I could see them being more. Uh, you know, a little less paranoid. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So you go into speaking of paranoia, you go into yeah. chapter three, suspicions of conspiracy, which takes you uh, to a, a cathedral or the beginnings of a cathedral in France. Uh, yep. It's eighteen. It's eight fourteen uh, common era, and you're playing as Anthony, uh, dude with a real goofy haircut, who yep. uh, is tasked with delivering a uh, and a, a real squeaky voice. Yep, a real squeaky voice, teen. Yeah, <laughs> squeaky. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, hey, Mister! Yeah, yeah like he—he's very uh, yeah. Um, um, this, and, and this is my favorite location in the game. Oh, yeah, is the church. Um, That—that's definitely my favorite. Mm-hmm. Has the most character. Like it's—it's it's not the spooky northeastern mansion, and it's not the 
you know, inscrutable temple. I, from I like the mansion a lot, but the yeah. two temples bled together a little bit in my mind. Yeah. yeah. Like they were definitely separate, but like uh, just as, as cool things to to explore. Mm -hmm. Like I decided like the, uh, this church and, and this the kind of the... macro plot of this place is great. Yeah. Like, like it changes the most, like, you know, you're, you're spending time in four areas, but over the course of history, they're added to and removed from and just change in these ways. And it's most visible and apparent here. Yeah. Yep. And this is also kind of, um, you see continuously, this is kind of where, so the, the players that you play when you're going to the temples, like you're kind of opting into that mm -hmm. generally, this is where the God's machinations are bleeding into the world of man. Right. You know, so they're they're active agents here mm -hmm. in uh, each of the chapters that you spend in, in the church. Right. Um, so you know, with this this Charlemagne conspiracy and other plots that they kind of hatch here, um, I, that just speaks to me more. I like the mm -hmm. mansion a lot too. Yeah. yeah. But uh, like this begins in a real awesome way because Anthony is given this uh, scroll to take the Charlemagne and he reads it and takes this yellow curse uh, yep. um, as you know, as opposed to Charlemagne getting it, which causes him to slowly begin to deteriorate and kind of transform into the zombie monster. Right. Yeah. Which, which pays off amazingly. Yes. Um, just, just like, not like spoiler, but it, uh -huh. it's really cool too. And it's just watching the slow physical degradation. Mm -hmm. You get more pallid. Mm -hmm. um, you walk slower. Right. You know, you just in generally uh, become, but you more or less can't die. Right either like you've got this curse and it makes sense because he's one of the most combat ineffectual characters until you get the two-handed sword right and this like he's kind of weak mm -hmm. so but uh you do the the ver first of another like this game has a series of choruses like just things that repeat the same way every time or nearly the same way every time uh, which is when you're kind of exploring the church like you feel like you have to warn charlemagne like you got this 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 curse in the face um you start going upstairs and you find yourself in this like haunted hallway mm -hmm. uh where the floor is made of faces <laughs> yeah. and, and the air is made of screams yeah. <laughs> and uh at the end of it there's a hand holding a book mm -hmm. um this is something you're going to do in every chapter is find the Tome of Eternal Darkness. And it's something you want to have happen as soon as possible because mm -hmm. this is your magic ability right? in, in any given uh, chance. There's a little bit, there's a weird thing when you first get it, it says that the, uh, the Tome of Eternal Darkness allows people to carry things between eras or something like that. Mm -hmm. So when I remember when I first played this way back in the day, I thought I was going to find things to solve puzzles like in France, oh, stick yeah. something in the tome and then have somebody find it. Yeah, you know, do it like a, like a Day of the Tentacle kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but not the case. Uh, yep. Um, I, I think that that might be just a way, like a, a hand wave to uh, go after the inventory space as well. Yeah. Just explain how you can carry as much as you're carrying. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but it's real creepy. And yeah. then, like, when you first walk up to the tome, you know, and again, and the floor just starts opening its mouth constantly. <laughs> like, again, just that sense of dread. Like, you're never in danger here. Nope. But yeah, and should oh. you take the tome of eternal darkness? Of course you shouldn't. Nope, <laughs> because uh, because I think only two people managed to live after taking it. I think it's four who managed to yeah. immediately live. Right. Um, but yeah, most people, you know, they don't have happy fates. Nope. You know, like yeah, this is uh, <laughs> all of these people's lives are ruined. Which again, like that's always going to speak to me. Like mm -hmm. I like a grim game. Yep. And this this game just delivers that constantly. Like it's so many bad endings on your way to the good one. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. just oh, so good also noteworthy the book is resting on a uh on a uh podium that is made of like a gigantic skeletal hand that opens yeah. up with loud creaking noises as you approach it it's like that chair that buster has <laughs> yeah. in the rest of the or it's like that chair that uh Lichuk almost made guy brush into oh yeah yeah, yeah. it turns it turns a uh, little guy into an ottoman yeah, yeah. <laughs> wally yeah wally yeah
Alexandra Roybus, uh, savior spelled backwards. Uh, real subtle, guys. And uh, first name, Ardenax. This this isn't happening. Um, but but yeah, so you so you get this, and you're able to cast uh, whatever spells you found in the previous area, and then you just you're contributing to this throughout the entire rest of the game all, as all these characters find the tomes, um, yeah. you know, find these runes and put them together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is where you encounter your first bone thief as well. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is is one of the enemies I had the the hardest time with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, strangely, the whores I never. Yeah, you know, I could always kind of juke those guys pretty easily. Yeah. But these guys do a lot of damage if they jump on you. Yeah. Um, which is the kind of their primary mode of attack. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're using a ranged weapon, they're really hard to hit. So, you you know, you want to stick with melee with these guys. They're not actually very tough. Like, yeah. they'll go down in a few swings, but... They're especially hard under, under Zelatath because they don't have the heads. And on all the other ones, you can actually just take their heads off. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they'll die immediately. So they're incredibly resistant. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, I guess that's why I had the. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Also, uh, just I love how paranoid these things make me. I mean, they play on that definitely in uh, in the Maximilian chapter. Yeah. But, uh, but just the fact that these can be bursting out of people at any time. And when when the when they're controlling the people and the people mm-hmm. are against you, the way that they walk forward with that kind of grim determination, yep. just towards you with an emotionless face. <laughs> like, and it's like that guy's making a beeline for me. Is this yeah. part of a cutscene? Is this part of you know? Is he going to tell me something or is he? And they just start punching you. Uh-huh. And stuff, and you're like, "Why is this guy punching me? I'll fight him back." And then, you know, he blows up into a bone thief, <laughs> yeah. and it's just uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Additionally, there's a, there's an awesome uh, bit of lore around these in that when the bone thief is inside of you, the person is still conscious of what's yeah. happening, but they're just like pushed to a back corner of their mind. Yeah. 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 Super creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, so you're going around this uh, this tower, which eventually will be built, you know, or, you know, the cathedral will be built around it. Um, there's a lot of stuff like if you read about this, people are like this, you know, Christianity would, would not have been in France at this time. It's kind of like, no, no, this is the, like the, the cathedral came later. This yeah. is just a tower. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, yeah. but also uh, time is timey why me true also it's, shut al- up also it's a reconsider video game. your life yeah reconsider yeah. your life choices internet yeah um, um but uh but yeah you, you so, so you wind you wind up in these catacombs that are underneath there and you uh you kill the bishop in order to mm-hmm. kind of like you know stop the corruption in the church right yeah yeah um and you end up in uh so through these kind of catacombs um you end up doing this puzzle this like water you know jar filling puzzle where you have to use the enchant object thing to fix Fix a thing, um, you know, which is it's mostly just kind of here. You're just filling up a jar because you see a jar and some liquid. Yeah. You know, you're just doing it because you're an adventure game Roomba. But the uh, mostly it's to illustrate to you that you can repair things with that spell Mm -hmm. and uh, and you're going to need to do it in the future. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So when you eventually and you're introduced to one of the one of the mechanics that I like the idea of the most, but ultimately became really annoying. Mm hmm to me in this which is the trapper dimension right and the uh the trappers which starting out like i really like these guys yeah you know, it's a cool idea about like they're lizards that are about the size of puppies and they make this awesome little chattering sound yep yeah and they have you know they have no eyes mm-hmm. but they can hear you really well so you have to sneak by them um and if you don't they teleport you to this trapper dimension which is a little bit like the player's maze from Torment, right. um, in that there's like kind of teleportation circles. Um, usually it's very easy, but the more times you get stuck into it, the harder it is. Right. Like the more jumps you have to make mm-hmm. to get to the ending. But it's pretty trivial like mm-hmm. to, to get out. It's never hard, so it just kind of becomes an annoyance, especially when they start mixing these enemies up. Like when you first ran into them, it's like, okay, I have to get out my ranged weapon or I have to sneak through this room. Mm-hmm. But when you're trying to fight anything, 
with one of these in the same room, it becomes difficult. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it, I never got quite the hang of, I think it's kind of sloppy to switch targeting Yeah. in this game. Like if you're targeting one thing and you want to switch to another creature, mm-hmm. um, that's, you do it by kind of slightly letting off the trigger and pushing back down, mm-hmm. which is weak. Like I would have liked to have an R3 or something like that. Yeah. That, that did that automatically. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, the, can the, the, the area where the trapper dimensions actually become useful is that each of them has a, you know, has fountains for the various meters that you have. So eventually right. you can go into them intentionally, um, by either summoning a trapper yourself or just finding one in the, uh, in, in the world in order to refill something. So if you're just having a really hard time, uh, with your health, you just go in here, wait for the, wait for the teleporter to turn red and then, uh, go refill your health and get out. Yeah. Which is which is useful, but once you eventually or very soon you will uh, uh, have the heal spell, mm-hmm. and won't really need that. Like the game right. equips you with the ability to refill your meters, yeah, fairly soon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yep. Yeah. So uh, you're proceeding through this, uh, and eventually, you know, you just die. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you you stumble in on the um, you know it's too late to save Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. You get there, you stumble in on it, and they and you know kind of turn to you and and uh, I don't know if they actually murder you here, mm-hmm. but you when you show up, you are full on zombie, right? Like you've degraded to the point that you are, uh, and uh, and you're in that room, and we don't really you know for a long time we don't find out your ultimate ultimate fate, yeah. Um, but yeah, you go for, back and, and after a long time, you become the ultimate fate. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. As we all do. The yeah. um, but again, it's just the, that that repeating you know kind of bit that these people all have bad ends like mm-hmm. every one of these is a downer note right which i love and uh and you're back you've just you know you're back in the uh, the mansion mm-hmm. so you have to use the enchant spell to repair the upstairs key yeah which gets you into the upstairs hallway which opens up plenty more um uh sanity effect kind of stuff yeah there's a statue in the in the upstairs hallway, i love that i love which that statue. just follows you around yeah, it just looks at you, which is such a good like jump like mm-hmm. kind of moment when you notice it. Like, yeah. and then that bathtub thing. Yeah, that is which, the like the thing that this game is known for most. That, I, I think. think that's like one of the, you know top like five jump scares in games. Yeah. Even though I know me. it's there, it's just like it's just so. Blah. Yeah, it. It's very yeah, it's very very unnerving and very mm-hmm. um you know the image like stuck with me for a little while after uh-huh. I did it. Like I should do that in the uh, before I play thing that there's something awful goons put together. One of them had the tip where it's like, you should check out the bathtub when you're upstairs. Like not a lot of players do it and you get a cool Easter egg, um, <laughs> which, which I, I knew what it did, but I'm like, you bastard. <laughs> like, um, it's, yeah. it's unsettling too, because like, it's a graphic depiction of someone's suicide. It's your suicide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's you. So it's, yeah. your, it's your character in the, in the, the, yeah, bathtub. yeah, I guess, yeah. That's, I guess that's what I mean. Just on a, on a human level, seeing somebody like pallid in a bathtub tub full of their own blood is upsetting to me yeah <laughs> not just that it's her but just in general and it, it also happens regardless of the, your sanity right right at that point it's just something it's a static mm-hmm. thing that happens and uh, you're looking for keys and ammo and shit because mm-hmm. it's resident you're in resident evil mode right so you're gonna check the bathtub yeah and and it's also a nice little inversion specific play <laughs> yeah. on the uh, resident evil famous bathtub uh-huh. or bathroom scare where like the the you know you check the the mirror or the sink or whatever i can't remember and the zombies in the mirror uh-huh. behind you um so it's a nice little thing like that like nothing's going to come behind you or anything like that it's yeah. literally just something that flashes in front of your face mm-hmm. so yeah also it feels like this game is specifically in protest to resident evil the fact that it does explain that there are bathrooms in this in this house yeah um like even in the maximilian one it's like uh, or the, the the colonial chapter it's like oh you know it's an indoor outhouse it's a mo- it's a marvel of modern science and convenience yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah um um yeah so so you, since you upstairs you find 
the next page. I can't remember exactly where. Yeah. Um, but you go to uh, the Gift of Forever, mm-hmm. which is uh, Persia, 565 AD, <laughs> and you're, uh, you're Kareem. And you are talking to a not at all suspicious uh, lady wearing a you know a mask like you can't see all of her face, <laughs> right? Telling you that there's an evil artifact that she wants. Like like this and, just seems like a redditor's like caricature of a woman. Like yeah. I'll jerk <laughs> yeah, you around and make you do things for me and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. if if only we could turn all of the men's rights redditors into eternal guardians <laughs> and just <laughs> just have them. Yeah. They can save reddit.com and I'll never go to it again. They can protect <laughs> it. I'm fine with that. How do you know that's so, not what's already happening? That, that is kind of true. Every time I go, I get to I see <laughs> whores on, unfound. It um, sounds like you're about ready to say whores in space. Yeah, yeah every time I see whores in space. Oh, yeah. I Women in my dirty. NASA? No, thanks. <laughs> no, no. Once they get their period, they're just going to crash a rocket into Earth. Yeah. It's going to just um, be floating around, gunking up the instruments. <laughs> Jeez, Cole. Sorry. I took that to the, the second level. Sorry. Like, uh, usually like like if you're going to be all men's rights about periods it's not about the actual biology of it it's right. usually about pms right like, <laughs> not about just like oh there's all this gunk yeah no no see yeah <laughs> oh man Anywho, um yeah so she's she seems super suspicious in the first place so she's being manipulated um by Mantrock, mm-hmm. um you know to, to have you do this because he needs you to to go do this um and uh, yeah, so you you are in uh, another temple full of pressure plates mm-hmm. and trappers and such. Yeah, this is yeah. So this is Persia. So they have gone in. There's been modifications made to like make it make the Forbidden City more uh, more foreboding, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. The more for the forbiddinger city. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, the individual puzzles and everything about this, I don't remember that much. Not in like, particular. No. It's kind of generally true of the game like there are a couple puzzles that stand out but mostly it just kind of find the necklace or ring or bracelet or it's a real actiony survival horror game yeah yeah yeah. so yeah it's not very puzzly and it's also not very there's never going to be a puzzle where it's actually a puzzle like even in most survival horror games the quote-unquote puzzles are just move around until you find this key they're tasks and yeah yeah exactly they're tasks that's a good good way to put it Mm -hmm. um so the individual tasks are probably gonna get blurred over Mm mm-hmm um, this is where you get your elemental rune, um, mm-hmm. which kind of is the win button if you know how to use it or if you think yeah. to use it. Um, this is also the first chapter where, where I ran into real sanity problems. And by sanity problems, I mean just my meter was always bottomed out. It does yeah. have a negative gameplay repercussion in that you, uh, you know, like eventually you start losing health. Uh, whenever an yes. enemy sees you, if, you're, if yes. your meter is bottomed out. So you just want to have it to be like always a quarter full. Um, so you can yeah. still get those nifty little uh, those nifty little sanity, sanity effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, which is, which is again what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you we didn't mention it, but you get sanity back by finishing off enemies. Yeah, yeah. Which is straight out of the tabletop Call of Cthulhu game. Mm-hmm. So that that's exactly what happens is when you exert your will over the forces of of you know nonsense. Um, you feel a little bit better about your control in the world. Yeah, and that, that's you know pr- exactly a one for one mechanic from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't do it. No. <laughs> like, unless you have to, like, stop doing it. Or the enemy's going to get up, which some of them will. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, sanity effects. Um, this is where I started getting them, too. Uh, I feel like in, in heavy, 
heavy rotation. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's amazing. It, yes. is, it, is the, it is the coolest thing about this game by far, and a game that would be good without them. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it was just that foreboding atmosphere and, and the jump scares and stuff, this would be like, oh, it's a pretty good survival horror game with a neat magic system and a good story mm-hmm. and an interesting way of telling the story. However, this is what puts it over the top into like one of my, my favorite games we've done mm-hmm. for the show. Um, they range from things that like affect your – it's what things your character thinks. Mm-hmm. So you walk into a room and your head falls off or you sink to the floor or you're really small or you're immediately beset by way more enemies than you could fight. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some of them that are positive. Did you ever run into the ammo one? Yeah. I love <laughs> just that. Like, just like, like the, just, you know, yeah. oh boy, ammo bonanza. And then just like, what's happening? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this isn't happening. Yeah. Like the game's not going to give me thousands of shotgun shells. No. Um, you know, which is fantastic. Yeah. And then they, they uh, turn into like, interface screws that have to do with the game mm-hmm. so like um famously um <laughs> you go into the load screen and they, it, they're context dependent on what you're doing too uh-huh. so it's not like you just walk into a room and automatically it goes into the save game thing mm-hmm. it's like you're going to save your game yeah and it just highlights the option for like erase all save games yeah <laughs> and uh and starts doing it yep you know so mm-hmm. good yeah so so good you get a uh, blue screen of death um, which yep. is pretty funny, uh, yep. like as a period example of humor. Um, yeah. Anybody, yep. so we, anybody born after like 1995 will not know what a blue screen of yeah. death is. Um, <laughs> um, I guess so. I guess there's four different categories of them. So there's the ones that just affect the player, mm-hmm. the ones that just affect um, the the game like interface, like it's just the something happening in the game like that. Mm-hmm. There's the times where they intersect, intersect. Mm-hmm. So um, times where like it gives you the GameCube controller is unplugged. Yeah. Message, which <laughs> and I love. Um, like, and it's always like right after you walk into a room and just like there are enemies like right there on top of you and you yep. have to watch your character die. <laughs> yeah. And you just, you know, get up to to plug in your controller um, or the volume will turn down or it'll switch to a video yeah. screen like, your, you know, those like, things. So that's yeah. where it actually intersects with the play. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those actually ended up getting me fucked over once when it did the mute <laughs> one and I couldn't hear uh, Trapper. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I guess it didn't fuck me over. I just got yeah. trapped. You just got mildly but, uh, inconvenienced. Yeah, I just was running through a room because it was, I was always the mute one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there are the ones that affect uh, directly you, the person sitting in the room, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, specifically like the bug crawling around one. Yeah. It has no effect on the game. It's not something that would come <laughs> like from the system. Like that fucking Orkin commercial. <laughs> yeah, it's something that's happened to your house. Yeah. That you're playing the game. Like, that is, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Like, it is just unbelievably cool yeah. that it does that stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the sequel setup one is one I think, too. Because <laughs> so it's good. so, like, the, the, the screen is so good and generic. Yep. Like, it's like Sanity's Redemption or something yeah, san- like yeah, that. Sanity, yeah, exactly. Um, the, and that's a pre- reference to one of their earlier games, like, one of the Soul Reaver games mm-hmm. ends really suddenly with a similar screen. Yeah. So them kind of poking fun at themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, my, my absolute favorite one, the, the one that I got the most, well, favorites, uh, an, an inaccurate thing to say, but just like the, the, the ones that you don't notice are wrong or, you know, like where something's wrong until it happens. Like you'll just walk into a room and then try to cast a spell and your entire upper body will fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. Blows up. <laughs> yeah, that happened boom. to me the first time I cast a spell <laughs> in, the, in, in the game. Like when I played it, it was awesome. <laughs> I was like, this is Lovecraft as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like you cannot use magic. And there, Here are these tools and they will destroy you. And there's something like your limbs can fall off. Like it's different than the head exploding, but uh, like your head or your arm or something, I think you can pick up your own head. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that, that becomes the option. And, yeah. and it says, and it pops up in your inventory yep. and, it, and it says to be or not to be. <laughs> Yeah. So good. So, so good. Yeah. The game, and it gives you those, like, 
play contextual things too. Like sometimes you walk into a room and you're walking on the ceiling. Uh-huh. And if you get to the door, you, you get a contextual button that says climb to the door yep. or climb up. <laughs> so it's like it's very, tons of level of craft uh-huh. in these. Like they are not little tossed off things. Like I love uh, Dark Corners of the Earth, but the sanity effects there are like blur, 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 kill yourself. Yep. You know, <laughs> like it is not a. Uh, not this level of variety. I think there's like 32 of them. Yeah. Uh, there, there's so many, and mm-hmm. you you won't see them all in one playthrough. And they're constantly and consistently surprising and, yeah. and delightful. And, uh, and, and it changes the way you play the game. I mean, like we said, you keep your meter low so you can see them, uh, you know, just mm-hmm. because you want to experience as many as possible. It's almost like the deaths in, in you know, in Sierra Adventure games. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to fuck things up as much as possible. Yeah. And just, yeah, it's, it's, it's always, always fun. Um. Mm-hmm. So, so, so good. Yeah. The only one I don't like is uh, when you turn into a zombie because yeah. it takes so long uh, to, to, you know, to get out of it. It's kind of like, okay, for the, the next minute ones and like a half. Too. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Um, and some of them are real subtle, too. Like, you'll go to a door and it'll be locked. Right. That wasn't locked before. And that's mm-hmm. not, you know, that's barely a sanity effect. I wanted to mention, too, one of my favorites. Um, I think only the Roivuses do it. Um, is when you all of a sudden out of uh, nowhere turn to the camera and shoot it. Yep. That's so good. Like the the char- the player or the character trying to kill the player mm-hmm. from that. Like that's great. That is just I you know I'm a real sucker for this kind of fourth yeah. wall. That so. may, that may or may not be a reference to uh, Resident Evil because yeah. in Resident yeah. Evil One there's a very specific place where you can go and you can turn into the camera and shoot and yeah. it puts up a little uh, decal like it broke the glass. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing, but the fact that it's your guy going mad and yep. trying to you know so it it is kind of like a reference reference mm-hmm. thing, but it's more than that as well. Yeah. So um, there's also a lot of, and we, you know, just so we can get the sanity stuff out of the way in one go, there's cool uh, uh, levels of detail to this where there are chapters where you don't have any way to lose sanity. Mm-hmm. But if you do, there are specific cha- chapter specific sanity effects, um, specifically the colonial chapter. Right. Um, you have to summon monsters to make yourself insane. Right. There. But if you do, you get sanity effects you can't get anywhere else, which is you looking at the portraits of your, your family and pictures that you have in your house and them degrading and getting more horrific and, and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to go out of your way to find them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so good. Yeah. So good. And just in general, like as things progress in the mansion itself through Alex's chapter, things start changing around her, which is one of my favorite things in a horror game and in horror fiction in general, uh, just whenever the house turns against you right yeah uh, most notably the the portrait in the upper hallway which yeah. turns into uh you know from this bland landscape into uh into just a hellscape where you see like flayed skin being tanned yeah she even remarks on how bland it is yep when you first look at it she's like what a boring landscape yep <laughs> um yeah so so good mm-hmm. like boy does it it just it breaks my heart how good this is yeah like as a thing like, and i'm kind of like pissed off that nintendo just went and patented this and then decided like, never to do anything with it yeah like yeah. just just like just you know software patents in general that's not a thing for here but just like how dumb is it that you can just take a good idea that like yep. is just a you know a, another meter <laughs> yeah with with a with a result and just like made that nope nah, nope yeah can't do it yeah, that that that's that's repulsive. And initially, um, Richard Garriott had tapping from Magic: The Gathering yeah. patented, which is real dumb too. Yeah, because that's not you know that just feels like a, a shameless money grab. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I want like sanity effects in Mario Galaxy Three. <laughs> like if, they, if Nintendo owns these effects, uh-huh. like use them for something. Yeah. Like, please, it's about time for Nintendo to roll out its horror 
franchise. <laughs> well, I mean, we'd, I, I guess I didn't remark on it in the in the overview, but it, it is something remarkable. This is an M-rated Nintendo published game. Yeah, like yeah, all, like yeah. exclusive to a Nintendo system. Yeah, it is. It is the greatest. I would say GameCube exclusive game, mm-hmm. and uh, and there aren't very many of those. Yeah, because you know, I, that... I guess I, I guess that uh, the the remake is technically on Wii too. So yeah, Fuck. yeah, remake remake is really good. Yeah. I like this more than remake, uh, mostly just because remake is is a remake. Mm-hmm. Like I love remake, and it's different enough to make it worth playing, and I adore it. And I think it's the definitive yeah. version of Resident Evil One. Yeah. However, it's not something that is sprung fully from an imagination. Mm, true. Like it's something that's based on another work. So yeah. it's not going to have those originality points for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, that's, scary that's, as fuck though. Probably the scariest game. <laughs> oh yeah, remake remake is wonderful. Yeah. Like that would be a real fun game to do for the show sometime yeah. like not maybe next resident evil game uh-huh. we do if we don't end up deciding to do resident evil 3 or code veronica or one of the weirdo ones yeah but oh yeah. man hex crank <laughs> yeah yeah survival horror man yep it's good shit love it um the ending of this chapter after you do your requisite tasks <laughs> um everything is a cool cool thing yeah like a nice little inversion where you know you you the uh the girl who was jerking you around putting you in the <laughs> forever friend zone um in the beginning uh you know kind of lays things out to you surprisingly frankly yeah. right like you were gone for 20 minutes i got impatient i slept with somebody he killed me <laughs> now i'm a ghost yep. and we need to protect this thing do you want to be with me forever yes no yeah and, and he's reluctant it. about it yeah at first yeah at first he's all like you know he's yeah, uh, there's you know, this weird kind of loyalty thing mm-hmm. um, about her, and uh, but initially does it, and then that he's trapped himself mm-hmm. forever. He might be the person who's trapped. The, I think he is the person who's trapped the longest. Yeah, as a guardian or servant of Mantrock. Yeah, Elia was only captured uh, in like eleven hundred. Yeah, yep. So, mm-hmm. oh well. Yep. And then that takes you back, and you start probably my second favorite chapter in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, the lurking horror, which. <laughs> way to go guys way to yeah, go yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um and a lot of people don't i feel like people don't like this chapter yeah like some people don't um probably because you're playing as uh, maximilian Rivas, mm-hmm. who is like just a chubby slow guy yep um but i actually like that i, yeah. I like how these people are all different levels of physical fitness and yeah. have different uh, stats D- different and, stats and, and stats that are kind of like uh, uh reasonable for what they would be like yeah. it shows up a little bit more later but yeah yeah Mm-hmm. And uh, you know he's a he's a he's a doctor. He's a physician. He's inherited this mansion. And you know, as you eventually find these other things, you you're able to perform uh, you're able to perform autopsies on them. Yep, and, and get these the, like amazing little sketch. You know, like the autopsy is him doing this little sketch and just writing down his notes. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a really neat little one-off mechanic. Uh-huh. You know, in the in the game. Yeah, I really like. Yeah, but, no but mechanical you- benefit. None you don't get like a plus one to hit after you've done an autopsy on the thing. <laughs> right. It's just something you can do. Yeah. But it's Maximilian um, as he, you know, it's colonial times. It's 1760. Um, you know, <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the tides of war are fermenting. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, you're just kind of like exploring this mansion because you know that there are secrets here. And you find a, a, a secret passage to the study in the fireplace. And a letter reveals that the house is built over these evil ruins, which I fucking yes. love. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's essentially yeah, it's the uh, re, you know relay mm-hmm. um, that you're you're built over yeah. um, this ancient uh, Cyclopean city. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the cool things too, so you're walking around this, and there's servants everywhere 
who are constantly cleaning. Yeah. Um, I read this somewhere else. I can't remember the in-game texts, but there's something about the corrupting presence of the city, meaning the house can never be clean. Right. And that's why you constantly run into people scrubbing the same area of floor. <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. Like the idea that just grime is just accumulating because of its proximity. Yep. To this thing. Which, oh, be still my heart. Which just <laughs> d- destroys me. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah. That, is, that is a love letter straight to my heart. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, ooh, yeah. Oh boy. But, um, uh, and you get that you get that awesome like when you're just kind of exploring the uh, the house. You uh, you when you walk by the servants' room, you get this like real heebie-jeebie mm-hmm. feeling from it. And you can't go into it, right? Like it's like your house, but like they've got that locked up, mm-hmm. and just that real paranoia. Yeah, you know, feeling going on, and, and, and that's the reason that I like this is because of the paranoia. Because once bone thieves are introduced into the you know the situation, Max is the one who is most like desperately affected by it. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, eventually you find your way into the basement and down into this city, which is hilariously just a skybox that is really really close to your balcony. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but has an appropriate scale. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the idea that you're built on this thing that, you know, no one knew about mm-hmm. and this, uh, this big, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So you fight, um, two, two guardians here yeah. or two, uh, yeah, or this, is yeah, this yeah. the thing? That's the thing that's two asses sewn together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, for some reason I thought this came later. I thought you ran into this thing nope. a bit later on. Yeah. You fight huh. him, you fight him here on the bridge, right? Okay. It's your first yeah. visit to the city. Yeah. Yeah. And the city is, like, lousy with the things. It's, like, where they congregate. Yeah, so eventually you run into a lot more of them. Yeah. That must be what I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. So here it's kind of a boss fight, and eventually it becomes a regular enemy. Yeah. Um, um, and you, def- yeah. You, you defeat it. Like, it has these magical attacks, and really it's about dodging, which is not something that Max is really that great at. Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> and you, you have these, like, just kind of flintlock pistols that take you forever to reload. Yeah. Including uh, one of the uh, sanity effects that he can have is he reloads one and drops the other one, and it shoots him. <laughs> yeah. So good, like the like character specific like mm-hmm. ones. Give me a break. Yep, that's so cool. Just like, like just like that much bespoke content, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So much, so much depth. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yep. And after you defeat uh, old, old Double Ass, uh, you instead of venturing further into the city, you're like, okay, we've got to stop this. And he goes yes. above ground uh, to like try and rally people around him. And the next scene is him without his powdered wig in this asylum screaming may the rats eat your eyes like yeah. he was he was th- like locked away yep. you yeah ima- and, uh, you imagine and- right now just because people think he's a raving madman for talking about ancient cities underneath this house but uh yeah. for the in reality like it's yep. crazier than yeah. that yeah it's way darker and yeah. he uh he's interred in uh jeffrey coombs asylum right uh, named after uh jeff coombs from reanimator and mm-hmm. those lovecraft movies yeah Again, just like a little shout out. But yeah, so somebody had to be put in an asylum uh, for this to be a real Lovecrafty game. Of course. So, yeah. Um, but the big thing is when you're back there, you get Reveal Invisible, mm-hmm. um, which is a spell that I ended up finding a little bit annoying yeah. throughout the game because I didn't. there's nothing to indicate. So when you eventually you get those uh, discs of power in the church and you can uh, choose the, the strength of your spell, some things there's a, a thing that indicates what level you should cast it at. Mm-hmm. Um, but some things are not and knowing how usually just like as a best practice is you just want to cast something as the highest one that you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but with reveal invisible, you're, you can't see it. So you can't always see what element it's aligned to. Right. So I, I wasted a lot of reveal invisibles, um, just, you know, either at too low a power or with the wrong alignment and were was unable to reveal the invisible thing. It's also, if you're stuck somewhere thinking that something might be invisible, there is a, a fairly, you know, 
yeah. you know, not a safe bet, but something you're going to try in your set of things just to kind of cycle through. Yeah. And uh, the magic regeneration thing ended up being annoying at this point because it's before you get the magic regen spell. So you are just kind of walking into walls. You, you know, you, you know that the magic regen spell doesn't do anything, right? I mean, the one that absorbs magic. From oh, the okay. Magic pool. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I, I know. I know that. I know the magic uh, restore the heal yeah. magic doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which it does heal yeah. your magic, but only as much as it costs to cast the spell. Yeah. Yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the, the, I got a little frustrated with the reveal invisible as yeah. a, as a thing. Mm-hmm. It felt half baked or just kind of like they should have just taken it out. Yeah. Or it could have just been a pan, like using it at any strength. Like, just the fact that I know to use it should be enough. Right. Use it any strength, any element, and it should work. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you use it in the future to get to the next uh, next chapter, mm-hmm. which is uh, Indiana Jones. It is the tough – so they're contrasting uh, Maximilian Roybus, the you know, <laughs> fat, out-of-shape physician, with the most adventuresome, capable yeah. uh, character that we end up playing with, as. With his rugged the, good looks. Yeah, I love the two. I guess there's two people who are actually pretty pretty big studs. Yeah, yeah, the fire, and firefighter later. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Edwin Lindsay, though, mm-hmm. um, back in Anchor Tom, uh, this time in 1983. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, and, and it, it's straight Indiana Jones, like right down to the guy who is taking you to get this artifact looks like the villain from uh, from Raiders. Yeah, like the, the hat and the, the super round glasses and, yeah. and stuff, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, obviously, if you haven't figured it out, most of the bad people that you meet are just pious in disguise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What did you end up thinking of Pius's like, visual design? Like the rictus skeleton with the centurion outfit. He looks goofy to me. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. I was a little bit disappointed in that. I wanted him to change out of that into some badass lich robes or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, And just the fact that he's got the his teeth are constantly showing, which is how skeletons work. Like, mm-hmm. I understand that. But the, I mean, I like have all smiling. people understand that. He, exactly. <laughs> he looks like he's smiling all the time. Yep. And, uh, yeah, he ended up being a little goofier than I wanted him to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's cool how he can, you know, disguise himself, and it becomes important that, like, whoever can see him is, you know, somebody who is chosen A by chosen one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But, uh, but, yeah, Lindsay is kind of, like, left for dead here. Uh, I, I forget what reason why. <laughs> like, the, the, he, ca- yeah, the causality was, here gets goofy. But. Yeah, he was sent to, he was, uh, he was guiding uh, Pius to this place. Mm-hmm. For, for some reason, like Pius couldn't get to it. Oh, I yeah, can't remember yeah. why that is. And then um, after finding it, um, Pius says, you know, I'll give you a bonus early and draws a gun on him. Mm-hmm. But they do a cool like action thing. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, Pius, because he's like a Bond villain, mm-hmm. summons these wing demons to fight fight you and then just leaves, assuming yeah, they'll do yeah. the job. Um, these things are straight up night gaunts. Mm-hmm. Like they look a lot like night gaunts. Again, like a Lovecraft monster. Yeah. And I had trouble with these fairly consistently, uh, mostly because I didn't really use... They, they're designed to thwart ranged weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I would use ranged weapons against them, but you really had to kind of stick and move yeah. to take them out. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Ed, Edwin is also the first character who has a semi-automatic weapon. Um, yeah. You know, just really highlighting how, how much the game relies on, um, you know. The history uh, of weapons. Yeah, the, his, the, the history that. of weapons, but, yes. also, but also melee weapons in general oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so these things, these guys' big kind of tactic is they're these real creepy winged um, kind of robes. They're shaped a little bit like bells when they walk around. Mm-hmm. And if they get close enough to you, they spread their wings. And what they want to do is sting you, which uh, keeps you in place and lets them cast a spell. Mm-hmm. Are they sucking mana from you or something like when they do that? I think it depends on their you- element. Okay, they hold you in place for a moment while they cast a summon spell usually, mm-hmm. which makes them harder to deal with because then, uh, you know, you've got the zombie to, to worry about as well. Right. 
Um, and you get two of these in one room, and it's it's pretty tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first chapter I remember being like, you know what? I don't actually do that much backtracking in this game. What if I just run past shit? Right. And that worked out just <laughs> yeah. fine, as it ton- tends to do in survival horror. Yeah. So uh, I think this is – I, I want to check here just because I don't want to make the statement and be out- outright wrong. Um, this is your last time at this temple as well. Hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm not – I can't remember. Forbidden City, I'm looking at this right here. France, Rhode Island, the Gulf. Yeah, this is your last time here. Um, okay. So, like, you know, just go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but, but yeah. Uh, Edward Lindsay, he's, he's really high on all stats because he's seen a bunch of shit and, you know, knows everything uh, that there yep. is to go. Um, this is a little bit frustrating just because of the Indiana Jones-type puzzle stuff that you have to do. Um, gets, yeah. a, gets, gets a little irritating. So the fact that you have to blow the magical space dust off of symbols on the floor or something, or no, it's like covering something that obviously shouldn't have been coverable by dust. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> yeah. have an archaeologist brush, yeah. which serves the same purpose as say like my foot yes. would or anything that can move dust, which is anything. <laughs> yeah. So the, you have the, yeah, you're a pretty shitty archaeologist. <laughs> yeah. Um, just like grabbing, well, and just like Indiana everything. Jones is let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you even do the, the weight puzzle. Uh-huh. More or less with this, where you take the you know the the object that weighs the same mm-hmm. you know from the beginning of uh, of Raiders, yeah, uh, which is so extended Indiana Jones reference, which yeah. again has a um, there's a uh, weird fiction Lovecraftian kind of root yeah. in in this character, mostly in like the not so much in the Lovecraft stories, but the weird ones he pen wrote yeah. for people, like the the protagonist of the one that uh, Harry is that's credited to Harry Houdini mm-hmm. is is adventuresome, yeah, and uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real creepy when you take the when you take the bracelet. It's like give it back. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, great. <laughs> like real campfire story kind of feel to yeah. that. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Also, uh, you're clearing cobwebs, which you know cobwebs up to this point have been just scenery elements. Yeah, and you have no idea that it's going to be hi- hiding actual relevant stuff. Yeah, except I mean, it's just that you get a prompt when you get next. Yeah, to it yeah. But... To check it out, and there's just there's going to be um, the tablets. Yeah, under them, almost without exception. Which are going to be useful, but not so useful that you're going to lose anything if you miss them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, this is also a chapter where you can get the the Mantarok rune, um, which I missed this time. Me too. Uh, I feel like I got it last time. Yeah. It's not it's not actually hidden because you see like oh this is a pathway. Right. What's tricky about it is unlike most video games, you can continue without it. Right. You know, um, and it's a real game breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, what it does is it gives you this fourth kind of trumping rune, which, you know, to my point with the real reveal invisible, anything that's aligned, it works against all alignments. Mm-hmm. And then it has some different effects on things, uh, most notably turning you invisible mm-hmm. um, for with the reveal invisible spell. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty neat. But uh, not unless I beat the game with ease without. Yeah. It. yeah. So you're, you don't you know, no need to restart mm-hmm. or anything at this point. Uh, if you don't yeah. get it, it's pretty easy. So, so you you saying something about how you can um, let me let me let me see here how you can proceed without it actually speaks to one of my biggest frustrations about the game, which is I wish it had save points. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so like, you could go back. So yeah, so you could go back, or just in general, like in a game without save points, where it's like, hey, save anywhere. I forget to save, and it doesn't yeah. automatically checkpoint. And it, so it, I, it I got ended me up, once. Yeah. yeah, it got how much did you how much progress did you? End I think losing? I lost about an hour at one point. Yeah, I yeah. Lo- I lost an hour as well. Like yeah. I was like in the end of chapter three or something like that, and mm-hmm. I died. Uh, it was actually I know where it was. It was um, in the boss or the kind of enemy rush with Kareem. Yep. Um, just had some bad luck. 
Mm-hmm. So halfway through chapter four, um, lost that progress. And, you know, you can get through things quickly if you know what to do, but right. cutscenes are not skippable. And, yep. So I got so paranoid about saving at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a couple of places too, where it's sloppy. Like there are places where, um, you're in an enemy unfriendly zones. You can't save uh-huh. and it's for way longer than you want it to be. Like there are chapters yeah. that begin in an unfriendly zone and stay that way for many rooms. Yeah. So it, if you, uh, it yeah. gets especially bad in the Edward Roybus, uh, one. I got, I got fucked over in the fireman chapter pretty bad oh, yeah? because, uh, the first room with the two wing guys with the two night gaunts, mm-hmm. I attempted to fight them, lost a lot of health and kind of fucked myself over. Yeah. You know, like I couldn't, I couldn't gain it back because you don't get the Tome of Eternal Darkness for so long. Right. In that chapter, um, and I just couldn't save, and I couldn't, uh, couldn't heal myself, mm-hmm. and just you know that was it. So one hit took me down. Yeah. And I was out of sanity, so I didn't even have to get hit. Like one person <laughs> looked at me, and I, I died. Ugh. So yeah, it was frustrating. So I, I mean, checkpoints are something I want in everything, more or less. Yeah. I want both. Like I, at this <clears> point, <throat> I want complete control over when and how I save my game. Right. And I want the game to control it as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, doesn't, it like, doesn't take anything away from me. Like, it doesn't, I don't feel like it interrupts the challenger, mm-hmm. you know, that, especially in a game like this, like, I'm not really playing this for the challenge. Like, that's nope. not really the point. So, the, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, you know, you get down and you find Augustus. I forget what he's doing with Mantarok. This is all kind of a big blur to me. Fuck. Yeah. It's later. Yeah. He's like, I mean, he's just checking in on him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but like Matrox yeah. still has power over him. Like Matrox, yeah. like kind of fucks him up. Yep, and like yep. sends him away, and then it leaves you free to meet Elia and then get the heart, which Edwin then takes back to Rhode Island. I think Edwin's the only like, like one of the only people who gets out scot free. He's a, yeah, he yeah exactly he gets out scot free at the very least because mm-hmm. other people get out and then end up having kind of implications. Yep. and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so this is how you get the heart. You're kind of and you don't really know it even at this point, but that's kind yeah. of the what you're doing for these old, all these people are being set up as guardians. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these people going back to get artifacts. It's just so you can get these artifacts of power to fight, yep. uh, fight pious in the present day. Mm-hmm. Um, I love walking around Mantrock yeah. <laughs> and the sense of like, something is going to happen because when you first see him, he reaches out a tentacle and grabs a guy mm-hmm. and, and eats him. So you just think like, that's going to happen to me. Like yep. I should not walk past this, uh, Shugoth, cause that's how Shugoths work. But, mm-hmm. uh, it's, you know, he's harmless. He's just yep. a and also, like, throughout that entire room, there's just a button that you can press that's just, like, look around, and you can yeah. just see how massive he is. Yeah, the scale of him. Who knows how far he goes down? Right. You know, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing is you get the Dispel Magic uh, spell here, which, again, was a problem for me yep. um, in general for this, because I never knew exactly what strength it needed to be. Mm-hmm. And I could always cast a maximum strength, but if you fuck up or if you're low on magic, you have to just kind of run in place for a while, Yeah, which is annoying. And also, uh, like, it's a gate, but it's a gate for, okay, go into your inventory now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's just a, it's a, yeah, it's a pan key. Yep. You know, that you, and then some things you can't dispel. Like there's those damage fields, those yellow damage fields. Yeah. From the yellow god that show up a lot later, they can't be dispelled, and they look like they can because they're mm-hmm. the same, you know, visual effect as the shields. Right. Uh, that you can set up. So that's a little bit frustrating. <clears throat> yeah. But the big thing is you've seen the spooky stained glass window back in your house, and now if mm-hmm. you use dispel magic, there is a floating page. Yes. Just floating on the deck <laughs> that you can grab. Why not? Which might be, you know, it's one of the first, like, non-sanity effect, explicitly supernatural things you see in the modern day. Right. I try to like, fairly soon you're going to start seeing, like, books floating everywhere and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of nonsense and ghosts. But, yeah. uh, you know, at this point, it's just, uh, yeah. Just a thing. Yeah, 
As I said at the beginning, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, our dear listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash watch out for fireballs. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash watch out for fireballs for your free audiobook. Danger. Danger. Why, I guess this is Mario saying this. Danger, danger. While I was awake, crusading against the mystery alien Tatanga. I don't know if I might keep doing that. <laughs> All right. While I was awake, crusading against the mystery alien Tatanga in Sarasa Land, an evil creep took over my castle and put the people of Mario Land under his control with a magic spell. He has been jealous of my popularity ever since we were boys and has tried to steal my castle many times. It seems he's succeeded this time. Hmm. Wario has scattered the six golden coins from Maya Castle all over Mario Land. These golden coins are guarded by those under Wario's spell. Without these coins, we can't get into the castle to deal with Wario. Right. We must collect the six coins, attack Wario in the castle, and save everybody. It's the time to set out on our mission. So, so, so that's the plot. You have. <laughs> it feels like we've done this before. Oh, no, this isn't happening. Now we're on to chapter seven, Heresy, uh, which you play as another big, goofy, fat guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Paul Luther. <laughs> yeah, Paul. That name Ooh. sounds fat. Yeah. Like all those U's. Yeah. It just sounds like something that, like the, the noise that would escape a set of jowls. <laughs> like just air escaping a pocket of jowls. Yeah. Uh, jowl pocket. <laughs> yeah, oh, jowl no. Jowl pocket noise. Yeah. Like um, fitted, fitted air from jowl pockets most foul. <laughs> um, th- like. Uh, Paul Luther, again, there are like 14 Pauls in the game, so I'm just going to say yeah. Luther. Uh, Luther is real uh, um, remarkable, too. This is, you know, this takes place during the Inquisition, and, you mm-hmm. know, Christianity uh, is uh, is all over the place. He has no sanity whatsoever. Yeah. Like, he yeah, has high magic, but no sanity. He's very fragile. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I love that this is one of my favorite chapters in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, again, I really like the church. All the church chapter, chapters really stand out for me. Um Excuse me. You arrive here um, because you want to see a relic. Um, right. The a, hand a of Jude. The hand of Jude. And uh, while you're there, um, the Inquisition's going on. And uh, you find a murdered monk mm-hmm. and are accused of it and told that you cannot leave right. um, the thing by a real creeper monk. Yeah, it looks, uh, like, he's got, he looks like Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, they look like Sith Lords. Um, and the, uh, so you're, you know, you know something's up. Mm-hmm. At this point, or, you know, the player knows the characters is kind of joy, joyfully, you know, like, this is terrible. Like, I didn't uh-huh. do it. What are you guys talking about? Like, he seems to go along with it for a while uh-huh. um, until you run into the kindly janitor yep. um, who who tells you that something shit's going on. Yeah. And uh, you have to gather evidence. Right. Uh, because the, the guy the that they the guy that they murdered, you know, he was on to whatever was happening at this. Yeah. Place. yeah. Yeah. So this is probably the most investigatory chapter uh-huh. uh kind of gathering the three different pieces of uh for of enemy yeah. or excuse me of uh, evidence yep um which is real fun too and again it plays into that this the church is where the world of man and the world of gods intersects uh-huh. the reason why this cult has infiltrated you know the church and done this is in order to murder people and get them mm-hmm. and uh and they ramp that up later right but this is kind of a calling ground mm-hmm. for this stuff and the and it kind of implies that that's what the inquisition is which is cool yeah like that's great. The idea yeah. that the Inquisition, this like momentary <laughs> madness that overtook the church and caused it to murder tons of innocent people, mm-hmm. was so that they could feed them to a you know a, a god, a minor god, right? 
you know, thing, which yeah. is great. You know, and, and even going back to the Charlemagne thing, it's, you know, Forrest Gump as through the eyes of H.P. Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yep, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So you're walking around, you really don't have any way to protect yourself, uh, which gets you into real trouble when you go to the, when you go to the old tower, eventually pick up a crossbow, uh, which makes you a, a little bit able to, with uh, one bolt yeah, and you yeah. had to, and I couldn't find any other bolts for quite some time. Right. Like I ended up using it on either one trapper or one zombie uh-huh. and then didn't have any, any, uh, any bolts. Yeah. So eventually you go into that room that, um, we found, uh, what's his head in Anthony. Yep. Um, and, and you find out that he has been just languishing as a zombie right. this entire time, you know, these 600 years yeah. and has gone mad right. and, and attacks you. Um, at this point I did not have a weapon. Oh no. Um, yeah, I did not find the sword or the torch mm-hmm. or uh, anything you can, or the, I think the mace you can actually find, I think you get the sword from him, right. but I didn't find the mace or the torch. So I beat and I was like, well, shit. And I treated it as a, a magic test and ended up using that barrier spell Oh yeah, to, uh, to take him out. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, and managed like, to do it, but it was tricky. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't imagine doing that. Like even with uh, the crossbow and the mace, I had a I had a, a lot of trouble. Yeah, he's a he's a tough boss. Yeah, that barrier spell that was my bread and butter. Once I got it to about two thirds of the game, uh-huh. I use that constantly. Um, yeah. That's really useful. Um, just setting up kind of choke points. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a room full of enemies. You can set up this kind of trap for them, and then anyone who goes around it, you can fight them one by one. Now the um, now it is the trapper who is trapped. Yeah, exactly. Who traps the trapper? Yeah, um, yeah, it was me. Yep. The, uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I just ended up using that that barrier thing to to fight him. But yep. I love that he's just he's gone at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, he's served his purpose. Yep. To you know, to uh, to Mantarok, which is to take the curse for Charlemagne. It didn't quite work. You know, um, but that's what he was there for. Was literally just to to take this bullet. <laughs> just to, um, they and, found another and bullet suffer for, him for suffer for and her. suffer for six hundred years yeah. until you put him down. Uh huh. Yeah. Also, yep. he has a he has a ruby for an eye. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Because because survival horror. Yeah. Um, exactly. Because <laughs> there's got to be gems. Yep. Um. The first gem you just find in your room. Yeah. Why not? It's, it's a, like in a yeah. painting. It's an emerald. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, but, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're looking through here and you find this like creepy unsettling evidence. So there's a book of reliquaries, which says like, Hey, the hand of Jude is a forgery. Like, like a lot of the, yeah, a lot of the relics yeah. are forgeries. Like, and that, and it's a, you know, a thing to do to kind of fleece, fleece the flock. Right. And stuff. And then diary pages. You also go down, um, uh, into the basement where the living quarters should be. And you find like, Oh, there's like, where are these people sleeping? Yeah, yeah. 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 Which is a nice hand wave of something, you know, that could just be a level design thing. Right. A lot of times in video games, they don't account for dungeon ecology and, and yeah. you know, where do these people go to the bathroom? Where do they eat? Where do they, you know, that stuff. And to have a character or a mark on it is really great. Um, right. and then, uh, yeah. And the reason why is because, uh, they don't. Right. <laughs> uh, you even say like there's only you know one kind of person who doesn't sleep and it's the dead. Yeah. Um, you also run into one of my favorite um, the sanity effects, which is you walk into the main uh, cathedral area, uh, the you know the apps or whatever, and you're flash forward and it is World War One, which if you don't know what's coming up is real crazy, especially if you know this is in France. Yeah. You know yep, there are yep. all those medical tents around like this, like they they turn the cathedral into a mash unit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Super, super cool. Um, so eventually you get this kind of like uh, Ocarina of Time-esque, you know, melody uh, thing that you can play to yeah. use on the organ, um, which unlocks a thing. And you get the uh, the 
five-point circle of power, right. which uh, the, the church is always where you're going to get your circles of power, which increases your vocabulary and allows you to do powered-up versions of spells. Right. Kind of making a frustrating uh, thing in that the other thing, I wish that once you knew a spell, it unlocked all the options for it. Yeah, yeah. Now you have yeah. to go in and rebuild every single spell in its five-point version. Yeah, and eventually you have to do that the seven point version as well. Yeah, Pargon, uh, Pargon, 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 Pargon. Yeah, I always yeah. put them in in, in order. Like yeah. I never switch them up. So it's just Pargon, 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 Pargon. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Or, or yeah, or Pargon. Like if you do the Zolototh version. Yeah. Um, additionally, we didn't, uh, we didn't mention that, but depending on which uh, rune you invoke, mm-hmm. that's the god that says your spells. Oh yeah, which yeah. is really cool, and you can get a lot of their personality just from their voice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will make a note that there I a note uh, there are not enough <laughs> notes available nor enough uh, enough bars to do the uh, to do the chorus from uh, In a God of Vita. Oh, dang! <laughs> <laughs> just, just so you In don't go try yourself. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, that that little tune it plays after you play your bit. That like ding 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 like that like descending. Yeah, yeah. That thing is great. Yeah, like I like how that sounds a lot. Yeah. Um, real, you know, real shitty fake organ. Like it's not high quality or anything like that, but it sounds, it sounds like a yes song. Yep. Like it, it's going to transition into roundabout, uh, like at any moment. So, yeah. And then stand there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, uh, the, you know, you get that five point spell, which lets you dispel, um, another, uh, uh, you know, like the, the way into the inner sanctum. Um, and it turns out the only way to go forward is to do this like mock, uh, you know, sacrifice with the dagger that you find this crazy little dagger in these catacombs, yep. which when you eventually get to the, to the altar, you find out, oh, this custodian guy has been helping has been gutted in very much the same way I gutted that statue. Yeah. Whoops. Exactly. Yep. Whoopsie, whoopsie do. <laughs> I, um, well, I just picked a bouquet of oopsie daisies. Yep. <laughs> um, then this is one of my favorite anticlimaxes to the game. I love it this so is goddamn so much. Good. Yeah, <laughs> Pius is like, no, no, let me take care of him. <laughs> yeah, and when you, it's even before you go into the door, you're like, you feel a creeping darkness yep. coming from the door that chills your very soul. Will you do an end to the, the evil cult? Yeah. And you walk in and just, you know, <laughs> your head explodes. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the guardian just blows up your blows up your head. At that point, it's the guardian, it's like, right? It's not actually he's not communing with the god at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, the, it's guardian. the guardian, and the guardian's yeah. like, "Don't tell me how to do my fucking job." Yeah, exactly. He's, yeah, he's yeah. like, "I will take care of this," and you think you're going to fight Pius, yeah. and she's like, "I will choose what I who gets takes care of what." Yes. Pop. Oh man, just yep. like a yep. melon, like, I love a, it. like a Gallagher show. Yep, I love yeah. it so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we get a cutscene with Pius assembling the pillar of flesh. Yeah, a nice cheery. Yeah, thing that is. But it, you know, you get the sense it's just one of these reagents he needs mm-hmm. to summon Zelatoth. Yep. Um, you go back to one of my favorite scares in the game comes up here where yep. you get the little message from uh, the eighty, and it says to look beyond the eighty-eight keys. Mm-hmm. So you know, me not being an idiot, I know that's a piano. Yeah, <laughs> and I know where there's a piano. Yeah. Um, and you go there, and when you first go to the piano, just off camera, like yeah. so you don't see the full thing, you just see a silhouette of like legs mm-hmm. hanging, and it looks like some straight up like it reminded me of you know as much as it's an internet meme and it's it's played out and everything, it reminded me of Slenderman. Yep. Like I thought that there was just oh there's just <clears throat> someone standing non threatening staring at me. Yep. And uh, that gave me one of my biggest like chills in the game. Yeah. Um, and I was scared to go investigate it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I do not want to see what this thing is. But you go and look, and it's like a dude who's hanging. Like he like looks at you. Like his head lulls over to yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and he doesn't actually, there's no jump scare or anything. He just says something like, you know, beware the tides of darkness before yeah. they encroach upon my family or some, mm. you know, just some cryptic yeah. nonsense. Yeah, just the, fact, uh, just the fact that you could go th- through that area and not even notice it. Just yeah, that it's like yeah, not, exactly. it's just hanging in the margins. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. things, that, 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 those things kind of like in your periphery are the, uh, are, are mm-hmm. what tear is made out of. Yeah. Um, I would have liked too if it never disappeared, like you never remarked on it. Yeah. That would have been incredible. Like, there's just a hanging man in this room now. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. Yeah. It's um, very nobody similar. buy this house. There's a similar scare in uh, Silent Hill 3, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, just adding more and more reasons I need to play that game. Yeah, so just buy the, the, the HD collection. I know. I've been, I've been meaning to for a long time. I need to play yeah. the first one, too. I like it, man. I love Silent Hill 2. I mm-hmm. just haven't had the uh, yeah, time. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not even saying, that, like, uh, man, why are you, like, why are you holding no. up? Blah, blah, blah. I just like, that's a heartfelt recommendation. I really want you to play it. Well, and I also... And and, and in return, and... I just want to say that it is something that I, I legitimately am very <laughs> yes. interested in. Yes. So it's not – I haven't been okay. faking my, my interest yes. in Silent Hill 2. Cool. Um, like I've been faking my interest in Welcome Back, Cotter, for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, think... Wait a minute. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't actually know if that's one of your Nick and Knight standbys. No, it's not. Same. I mean, I, oh. I, I know of it. I've, I've seen plenty of episodes. However, it's not one of my standbys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a reasonable guess. Yeah. Be, don't worry. It wasn't that bad of a guess. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this, uh, this brings you to, uh, I think. Oh, real quick, I think this started, her started happening a chapter or two ago. I want to talk about the creepy interstitials with Grandpa talking to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. With him, like, looking over your shoulder. And getting increasingly creepier mm-hmm. and more abusive. Yeah. So it turns out, I never, I actually never figured this out. So because in the end, he's a kindly old man again uh-huh. and he's working for good. Where did all this darkness come from and where did it go in him? Like he implies like there's almost, and this could be me reading into it, like a, a molestation subtext. Yeah, that's what I He's like, you're, you were such a pretty little girl. Like all this, you know, I guess it's not, it's not even subtle now that I think about it. Like mm-hmm. there's, and, you know, and then at some point he's like, I wish you had died with your parents. You know, it's really abusive and, and troubling, mm-hmm. but it never, I don't know what the payoff is for it. Yeah. Do you know? I, did you? I don't know. What the, like so, so the 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 best that I could the best that I could um, figure out would be that it's pious all along up until the end. Yeah. yeah or a like, sanity effect. Yeah. Like, or it's her going insane and thinking she's like that's her subconscious mm-hmm. talking to her. So I guess I would take that. It is weird that he turned into like good ghost version later on. You know, and that and that's I guess what makes it feel weird to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I guess it could have it definitely could have been pious. Yeah. So I mean it's the best, you know, thing trying to, you know, get her off the get her off the scent, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I can't remember if there they might even have like straight up did a pious reveal with some glowing eyes or something and I just forgot. Yeah. But uh it's just weird that it plays, you know, it pays off straight at the end. Um but those are some of the some of the, the stranger kind of most troubling scenes. Mm-hmm. I just said, you know, her reading this book and there just being this ghost on her shoulder just saying like more or less like remember when I molested you. Yeah. You know, like you were like you were such a good girl back then. Like it's real mm-hmm. creeper stuff. Yeah, and again, like getting into like oh, the supernatural stuff is pretty scary, but just like the person uh, you know bleeding out in the bathtub, you know, yeah, molestation is scarier than yeah, <laughs> you know. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so now we are back. So mm-hmm. now you play the piano. You play that same tune from the organ, mm-hmm. um, and you're in the Forbidden City with uh, Roberto Bianchi. Bianchi, Bianchi. Bianchi. yes. Both. Um, which yeah. is a weird uh this is a weird chapter yeah i don't like, like it very much at all i don't like it this is my least favorite chapter yeah um where you are uh forced to um survey this this temple because mm-hmm. uh, pious needs it to be intact right. and how you can make it stand kind of just under threat 
right. you know, like, do this for me. You, you may not die. <laughs> um, spoiler. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're going down and kind of, uh, fighting monsters, but then also surveying different rooms. Yeah. Your solution to everything is to put in buttresses. Yep. <laughs> um, that every single thing, just put in some braces yep. and then they magically go and appear. <laughs> um, there are tons of servants down here and, you know, some of which are scared, but all of them are just kind of milling about their business. Yeah. It's like, it's, it just feels weird. It's not even that the, that they appear. It's just kind of like, Oh, this place will never be habitable. Like yeah. it's just kind of, and, and then he goes back and says, "Hey, listen, you've got like all these cracks, and you know there's structural, uh, you know wear and tear, and oh yeah, demons. It's full yeah. of demons, and like <laughs> your services are no longer required. Pillar of flesh. Like, yeah, just yeah that's like, a solution for everything. Yeah, damn it, pious. Yeah, yeah pious, pious. <laughs> like <Yeah>. every time, <laughs> every single every single time somebody displeases you, you can't just keep throwing them in the pillar. Yeah, of flesh. eventually they'll get full." You know, and then where your problem is going to be. But, an alternate sketch idea. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Um, all the people that have annoyed him throughout his day in the pillar of flesh. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, but, but yeah, just, uh, it's, it's so annoying just because like you just have your map, which you may or may not have been using before. And yeah. the, 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 the geography of this place is not entirely friendly. You're constantly going up and down. Yeah. And then there are hallways where you go down, um, like a, like a short flight of stairs. Yep. But then you are expected to be parallel to the floor you're on before, if that makes sense. Like, you don't actually move down at all. Right. Um, so you go down to the end, you keep, and you feel like you're getting the sense of going down because you go down a little flight of stairs each time. But you're never going to a lower floor. Right. So, yeah, it just ends up being confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is where the sanity effects really got in my way. It's kind of like, okay, I just want to hit these X's and get out of here. And they're like, oh, you're a zombie now. And it's like, well, fuck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's going to like, make this take skip. longer. There are a lot of yep. trappers, too. It's just like it's tedious. Yeah, exactly. It's it's designed to annoy you and yeah. slow you down. Not as tedious as what comes later, but pretty tedious. Yeah, this is yeah, the, yeah. The, I know what you're talking about, and that's really frustrating. Yeah. Um, and, and they make you do it twice. <laughs> yep. Um, which is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's like a Bioshock Infinite Ghost Mom level bad decision. Like, <laughs> um, you know, like oh, if you're going to do something really dumb, why not do it three times? Yeah. You know. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's it's pretty annoying. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is where I got the delete saves hallucination right around the time where I lost all my sanity at the worm pit. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those worm pits, those worms are surprisingly not a big deal. Yeah. I thought they were going to be much tougher, but they go down with one hit of anything right? and then they don't come back. Yep. So, and that's the trickiest survey point because you just have to survey that room from the middle of it for some fucking reason. <laughs> um, like survey means to like look at something from a distance, right? Like it, you, know, you shouldn't have to be that close to something to look at it. <laughs> um, but that's kind of the trick there. And that was the one that hung me up the most. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it ends in a pretty cool way. Like, you know, he gets the, he gets the essence of, of uh, sorry, wrong. I, I went down one. He gets the essence of Uyoth, uh, Yeah. you know, and then he gets thrown into the pillar. Like, hey, well, he, he's he helping comes, us out. Good. Yeah, well, he comes back and he's like, you know, this place is never going to be habitable. It's full of zombies. And he's like, you idiot. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> you know, which is a nice, like, did you think it was just a coincidence? Yeah. Like, I was just looking for a place to move. Mm-hmm. Like, no. You know, I'm a, I'm a skull monster. Yep. And I look, want a zombie-filled home. Look upon the true face of horror and now jump yep. into the flesh pit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the Cole Ross story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jump into the flesh pit. Look upon, uh, I included look upon the true face of horror in that, in that book title. <laughs> okay. And jump into the flesh pit. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I just uh, fuck this chapter. 
Yeah, never good. Luckily, the next one is great. Yeah, I love so, this yeah, one. Is one of my favorite. Again, my favorites are all going to be in the church. Yep, I, I, I love um, it. Yeah, it's, it's called the War to End All Wars. It takes place in World War One or during World War One. It talks mm-hmm. about the death toll and just straight up says like all of these wars that happen, it's because the ancients are trying to like rack up as much flesh and suffering as possible. Specifically, the uh, you get a cutscene with the guardian saying it's like like the, your little servant toady guy, mm-hmm. little Emperor Palpatine, yeah. comes up and tells uh, Pius that you know the uh, the guardian's getting restless. It's gonna you know leave mm-hmm. unless we can keep it fed. You know we're gonna need more flesh and more and more people to feed it. Mm-hmm. So again, this church just being where like his cult operates sets up this mash thing in order to kidnap soldiers to feed the guardian. Right, great, like mm-hmm. super cool. No. Um, and then the the kind of Resident mm. Evil apocalypse log style things you read here are some of my favorites too. Yeah, like where it's the guy you know in the tent listening to people kind of whimper and and scream and stuff and being yep. dragged out of their tent at night. Yeah, and then just wake, waking up the next day and just like fewer people are in the beds. When am I next? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this is a great chapter. You play as this. Uh, you play as this war photographer, uh, mm-hmm. Peter Jacobs. Um, at, you know during the Battle of the Psalm. And, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to get around, you know, to get it what you know, what's like, what's up with this weird hospital, um, and are using different soldiers, uh, you know, orders to, you know, to get around and eventually our, an artillery shell knocks out the power. So you have to bring it back. But for a good portion of this chapter, it's real dark and spooky, which I yeah. like. Um, yeah. and, uh, and there's the, our, our bone snatchers, uh-huh. bone thieves are back. So there's a little bit of that. Like when you first go back into the, uh, the church, like I immediately, immediately went to the, uh, the bell tower thinking there'd be one of my buddies there and, uh, immediately get there and there's a nurse just making a beeline for you uh-huh. after the, then I'm like, well, shit, <laughs> you know, like they've got God. Yep. So. Uh, some nifty, yep. nifty puzzles in this, uh, bringing the generator back online, you have to use his, uh, unique item. Each character has items either that restore some stuff, uh, before you get those spells or are just part of their character. He's got this lucky penny that you have to use to, uh, to close, you know, to close a, a fuse in the circuit breaker. Don't ever do that, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It gonna... didn't even like, I just ended up using it because I, you know, read the description and such and, and kind of figured it out, but I would have never thought to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't know enough about circuit breakers to try to do that, but <laughs> yeah. I would never even have thought of done, it, doing it, so. It is like, you know, fire codes are not taken seriously most often, you know, just like Eldra Corrors, but one is going to get you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, one or the other. One or the other. Yeah. And then you do it again later. Fuck. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> that seems like a good idea. Yeah. Um, um, also, this is like the first time where they force you to use Summon Trapper to uh, to solve a puzzle. Yeah. Which is yeah. the only reason to use it. Right. Like, there's never going to be a single enemy that's really worth taking out. Right with this thing, it's a really magic intensive spell. All the summons yeah. are, mm-hmm. but like th- this is my favorite little detail. I think about the trap dimensions and maybe about the magic in general. So you're trying to get through this door, but a corpse is blocking it. So you trap the corpse away, and then for the rest of the game in the trap dimension, that corpse is just by the exit. Yeah. I like that a lot, too. Yeah. Even though it's annoying to me the next time you use this where you have to use the trapper to get rid of the block. Uh-huh. Because there's nothing that indicates that the trappers can do that to inanimate objects yeah, that's a thing. at any point. And that's annoying. Like, it's cool that the block stays there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, that's... why can they do that? Yeah, for the sake of a joke. They should have just made them all corpses. Yeah. They should have just been a block of corpses. Yeah, it is a corpse block. We made a corpse yeah. pillar. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Like, we got corpse bricks. Yeah. I, we can build Look, anything up. We can make corpse versions of any the worst, the worst version of Minecraft. Oh, it's Eldritch, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to play that. Yeah, it's, it's so far it's fun. I need to put some more time into it. Yeah. Um, uh, it's cool. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so you, you, you do that. 
Um, and eventually all this is in service to getting uh, kind of your full range of magical power. So you get the seven point uh, uh, circle and mm-hmm. you're going and after are, this. your direct attack spell. Yeah. For the yeah. first time. Because before this, if you wanted damaging, you had to use that barrier. Yeah, the damage field. Um, yeah. yeah. So after exploring again, just going a little bit deeper into the catacombs, you're going mm-hmm. down to fight that guardian that previously uh, blew up yep. your buddy's head. <laughs> um, this boss fight is different depending on which god you chose. Mm-hmm. Um, the guardians all kind of reflect their god right. in a neat way. Um, Zelatoth is my favorite design yeah. uh, of them because I've got a real, and this Grant Morrison does this a lot in his comics, um, I have a real weakness for a, a body with a rune or symbol floating instead of a head or some kind of non-biological thing just floating mm-hmm. instead of a head. Right. I really like that. Yeah. So the, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's the, what he is yeah. yeah and this is this is really like one of two boss fights that you find in the game you know there's so many boss uh, uh you know elements like with kareem when you fight your first horror it's a little bit of a mini boss um and when you fight the uh the other kind of guardian or whatever that was the double ass monster as mm-hmm. maximilian it's a little bit of a boss but this is like explicitly a boss battle it has multiple phases to it um you can only hurt it with magic in fact if you try and shoot it like at least the zelatath one says are you trying to entertain me yeah they all they all say something dismissive yeah that fits their flavor yeah um depending on on what you try to do so yeah you can just <laughs> use magic and the idea is um they're not really vulnerable but you're hitting them when they're charging up right so you add a little bit of negative spice to the the spice they're huffing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you eventually you're you're closing the distance, and it is putting up these barriers behind you to you know shorten the uh, shorten this until you're just running yeah, around in circles. Um, yeah. And the yeah. trick here is you have to pick the right length of spell in order mm-hmm. to use, and you have to figure out what the timing is because you're both like everything that casts a spell. No, this is this is all wrong. Do you have to pick the right length of spell? in order mm-hmm. to use and you have to figure out what the timing is because you're both like everything that casts a spell has to cast it with these rooms so if it's pargon pargon mentorog um yeah. you know you have to you know whoever gets it off first wins right, right. And, it, and it takes i like how those same rules apply to everyone yep. like later in the actual end boss of the game this pays off because he there's a uh, higher point runes uh-huh. so if the enemy's cat that's your chance to heal like do a small heal spell while someone's doing a seven point or nine point anything mm-hmm. um the uh and and i just also like it's really it's pretty well balanced like it's really elegant like the more powerful it is the more time it takes right the more magic points it takes like it just it's it works really well um the hardest phase of this fight for me was the second one of the zombies mm-hmm. because i was often um defending like he would not do his charge thing consistently for me he would if i started if i put up a barrier to kill the zombies but then my uh my magic attack would sometimes fizzle out on the zombies like, you don't target the magic attack. And I think it's supposed to hit everyone in the room, but it mm-hmm. may have a limited number of... Jumps that can make. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that took me the longest by far. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't too hard, but it was, you know, frustrating. And then the end one is the easiest because he just gets tired every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And you just smack him. Yeah. And so... Yep. So you take out this god, and mm-hmm. um, again, uh, Peter is one of the ones who gets out alive. Like, he doesn't deliver his... Um, artifact to edward until much much later um he's yeah. an old man he's lived a full life uh he yeah. doesn't even make too much mention of being haunted or like dogged it's just kind of like hey here's this thing that i found and i want to tell you about this fucked up experience i had yeah. now i need to go die well part of that it may be just because he's been covering the war oh, you true. know so like he's already he's pre-haunted yeah true you know <laughs> he comes but, pre-haunted yeah exactly <laughs> um but yeah i'm glad that uh i'm glad he made it out because mm-hmm. i ended up liking this character a lot yep 
And uh, and we didn't mention this, but as a, before you actually get any weapons, you just have your flash bulb. Yeah, your for flash the camera, powder. Which, yeah. which is really cool. Like mm-hmm. that's just, like you don't end up using it for very long, but it's a nice touch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that character a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so onto the uh, so now that you've you know realized that you should use the lucky penny. Um, for that, and you also get a uh, you run into ghost, um, which creepily is in the spot saying, "I can't get it clean," yep. you know, or the blood <laughs> won't come out. I think is what yep. she says, and she's cleaning her own blood stain yep. as a ghost, which is sad. Yeah, and is every like civil servant's future, <laughs> um, which sucks. And uh, yeah, so so um, you know to go back and uh, and use the penny on the fuse box mm-hmm. uh, to get into that that uh, get into another room. Penny in the room. fuse box makes a makes a mustache. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and go go to the next chapter, A Legacy of Darkness. Yes. So, <laughs> yep. So uh, you're finally playing as Gramps. Uh, Gramps uh, likes the bottle. Um, yeah. This is yeah. You have like seven seven whiskeys. Yeah, seven slugs of whiskey. I'm tr- I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, it's been a little while since I've used a flask. That's a, like a, a seventh of a flask is a pretty healthy uh, dose. Yeah, it's a good swig. <laughs> yeah, it's a good bump. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, this is uh, 1952. He's a psychiatrist, so he has uh, an abundance of sanity, uh, kind of like photographers mysteriously have uh, an abundance of magic. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, I mean that that kind of goes back to uh, what is it in Call of Cthulhu? They talk about uh, people in artistic pursuits are uh, especially gifted or more uh, vulnerable to such and such. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Yeah, but um, you're in the mansion, and uh, Max appears to you and says, hey, set the clock to 3.33, which may have been what happened before. Um, yeah. You know, to get yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. Um, and you're, you're, you're kind of uh, walking around exploring the house. And this mm-hmm. chapter, I like this chapter a lot because it's unique. Yep. Like it is not, um, or at least until the end when it gets annoying. But yeah. this first part in the house is really cool because as opposed to, you know, kind of bone bone snatchers and stuff, you start seeing this uh, creature that can turn invisible mm-hmm. um, that sucks the blood. Yeah. Out of enemies, like pulls it out like as a mist mm-hmm. from them, and it is it is stalking you. Yes, like that's what ha- that's what's happening, stalking you and your servants, mm-hmm. and you're actually trying to protect, you know, protect your servants. And you're rewarded and for doing so. Like yeah. you, you get the most powerful gun in the game, aside from the assault rifle. You get yep. you, you get the uh, the uh, the elephant gun um, by saving one of your servants in time. Yeah. Yep. 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 Which is uh, you don't you know you're fine with the double barreled shotgun, mm-hmm. but the elephant gun is really useful. Yeah. Um, which is a nice thing, too. If you don't fully study it before you fire, you get knocked on your ass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, which is great. Like, it's just, you know, real powerful. If you don't ready your shot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of, like, neat flavor text here. Like, if you go and look at the stained glass window, like, he says, this is more folly than house. Yeah. Like, again, the, the yeah, relationship yeah. that people have with this place. Yeah. I also, this is the part where I walked by the um, the servants, like, where the servants' quarter had been mm-hmm. walled over and heard a gunshot and screams. Yeah. Um, from there, which I don't know if that's a scripted thing or not, or a sanity thing, but that, that was really cool. Yeah, that happened for me as well. Might have been a sanity yeah. thing. I was riding real low in general, yeah, intentionally, yeah. as always. Yeah, but this chapter is about finding, you know, hunting down this uh, this uh, this monster. And if you have reveal invisible up, you can generally follow him uh, to where he's going to go. It's pretty well scripted, like where he ends up. It's like master bedroom, weapon bedroom. Then you have a fight uh, with him in the foyer, and you mm-hmm. eventually follow him down in the, into the basement. Yeah, where he, he drops like, a key. Yeah, he drops a key a there. Every time you every time you defeat him, he runs back to the basement to recharge off the off of this obelisk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is yeah, just in, just in your basement. So eventually, you get the get the key, um, the two parts of it, one of which was in a pot. Yep, for some reason. <laughs> 
And then, uh, yeah. So, and what's up with all these keys being broken? That's kind of strange. But um, anyway, you, you put that back together, go into the basement, and you fight him down there. And he recharges with the obelisk, so you have mm-hmm. to destroy the obelisk. Um, this is another place where the saving system fucked me out over. Yeah. Um, because you can never, you can't save during this whole chapter until you kill this thing, because it's never saved. He's like, you know, the servants. I have to think about saving the servants. Um, but if he gets a couple good licks on you, you could be pretty low, you know, on health. And I end up going down in the basement and fighting him and having him kill me. Right. Uh, once before I was able to destroy the uh, the obelisk. I had a very similar experience. Yeah, so that was frustrating. But eventually, you know, you made it. Mm-hmm. And then we enter into a really annoying... Yeah, uh, this might be section. the nadir of the game, like even more than Bianchi's level. Like, Well, this, I think, I mean, this is as bad as when it happens again. Or actually, yeah. no, this is probably worse, actually, mm-hmm. than when it happens again, because there less, there's less variety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, nine is just too big a number yep. for this. <laughs> like, like um, so you go down into the city, Mm-hmm. Um, and this time, you know, you, you find a kind of a nexus of power, um, there and it's a, it's got nine points to it and it kind of, it magnifies a spell right. that's cast. If you align, you know, it's kind of like a giant version of your runes. Yeah. So you want to kind of depower this whole area. So you want mm-hmm. to cast uh, dispel magic mm-hmm. with an opposing thing, but it means going through nine different teleporters that go to nine different enemies where you can fight you know, various things like there's not very much variety. It's usually a guardian. Mm-hmm. There's like those double butt uh, yeah. things that um, only cast spells. Mm-hmm. So they never u- use anything else, but they're tedious. They have a lot of hit points. They summon monsters a lot, yep. which is obnoxious. Yeah. And nine, just again, just <laughs> nine. the number. Out there. You're doing Everything it nine times. added up like just like it's yeah. not it's nine times nine really is what it is yeah. because of how much you have to backtrack around this stuff. Yeah, it's re- it's very re- it's very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that's all that stops us from being my favorite chapter. Yeah. Yeah. The first part is very good. Mm-hmm. The second part's really lousy. Yeah. I love the idea. I love the idea of like, you know, using this as a, as a way to amplify a spell using these towers that are all around the city. Like, mm-hmm. great, cool. I, and, and further, like, I really like the idea of exploring this ancient city. Yep. It's like, <laughs> so, you know, however, like you don't do anything other than just fight monsters there. Yeah. Like, I would love it if some of these, you would do a point of power, instead of just going to somewhere there's a guardian, like, you would see, you know, be in a weird, fucked up, like, library of flesh or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, that'd be incredible. Yeah. Instead, you know? it's just, you know, gray brick. Yeah, exactly. Gray brick and bland mini-boss fight, mm-hmm. um, which you just keep doing and keep doing. Yeah. So, and then, again, they have the temerity to do it again, yep. um, which is a really amazing. Yeah. Um, however, you do, a, you do a pretty good chapter before that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty decent. Mostly, I just like it because it's contemporary. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like that it, you know, it's not all, uh, so it's a chapter. Well, first, um, when you go back to the, the mansion, there are monsters in the mansion now. Yep. So it's finally happened. Yeah, it only ever happened uh, in uh, hallucinations before. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, the big thing you get from uh, from Edward is a stethoscope, mm-hmm. which is annoying when you see the safe before that. You're like, oh, I could probably crack it with a, and then all caps, stethoscope. With a, yeah. Like, I wish I had, they'd let me think of that on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just like, you know, I wish I could probably crack it if I could hear it better or something like that. Yeah, something like and that. And then opposed to... let me actually do a puzzle. Boy, I wish I had a key for this door. Yeah, exactly. I wish <laughs> yeah. I could probably open this with the key. Yeah. Um, yeah. This pu- this puzzle is really irritating to me because it is inaccessible. Like, it doesn't, hmm. like, if you're, if you're not able to hear it that well, the click is really subtle when you're, when yeah. you're swinging it around. So, is it a, is it a set combo? Could yeah. you look it up on a, okay, yeah, so you yeah, could you look, look it up, it up. facts or something? Mm-hmm. That's good, at least. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so you go to Ashes to Ashes. Um, we're in the Persian Gulf um, as a, a Canadian firefighter, mm-hmm. which is cool. Like a nice little nod to like being in the Gulf War and not being an American soldier fighting brown people. A, a white American soldier fighting brown yeah, people. Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Being a, a Canadian black firefighter. Like that's great. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that. I mean, you know, 
legit like as a is a cool little nod yeah um to diversity there and uh yeah so you are fighting this fire um something goes wrong like with the explosion you're using explosives yeah yeah and... fire something goes wrong and collapses the temple kills all your men yeah and uh and you land down in this uh in this this temple mm-hmm. uh, the sol- there's a soldier who has a bunch of weapons you find who was originally designed to be the character right but this is kind of an Easter egg, mm-hmm. um, but instead he's just a weapon repository. Yeah, um, and and this is really just kind of like a glimpse of power. Like, hey, you wanted to shoot these things, right? Here's an assault rifle. Yeah, here's, and here's somebody who has stats that's able to you know withstand a lot of this without magic. Like, you spend most yeah. of this without the without the tone. Yeah, yeah, which is a little. I wish he had had a healing item mm-hmm. with him because, like as I mentioned, I did fight those two uh, night gaunts mm-hmm. and had a real tro- real problem with them. So one one cool thing about Michael is that so you have your three principal stats: your magic, sanity, and uh, and health. However, you also have endurance, mm-hmm. and uh, Michael has insane endurance. Yeah, so he can just run a, for days and days. Yeah, because he's a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Like, what a nice little touch! Yeah. And uh, you know, just kind of throw that in there. The endurance is hilarious too, because when you get winded, like you do this really hoarse breathing, and it crossfades incredibly sloppily yeah. to a slightly less hoarse breathing, uh-huh. and then again, and it's so sloppy. It's like two people breathing mm-hmm. for a time. Like it's one of the shittiest like audio things that i've heard in the game like yeah. it's real dumb but yeah he did you don't run into that with him because he's mm-hmm. a big strong you know hunky firefighter yeah <laughs> at home on a calendar he is yeah 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 oh yeah all michael calendar <laughs> um yeah so the biggest thing you get your last uh rune here which is the bind the one that lets you do binding yeah um which allows you to uh kind of charm monster mm-hmm. you have to do it in an annoying puzzle i think yeah, where it's... they're behind a, a barrier that you could usually dispel Right. But can't. And then you take control of one of them, they fight and it dispels the barrier for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's obnoxious. Yeah. They're just like they're 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 keeping the barrier alive, so you have to figure out a way to get to get them and for some reason your attack spell won't get through, but this one will. It's very yeah. much like notice this. Yeah, it's very arbitrary. Yeah. Um is that is that barrier yellow? Is that why you can't bring it down? Uh you know what? I don't know. Like it looks green to me, but I thought so too, so I kept you know throwing up Mantarox. Yeah. But uh, one little Easter egg about the Yellow Guardian that's in there that they never uh, talk about mm-hmm. is uh, you know again just in, in Mythos stuff, um, Haster like the King in Yellow. Mm-hmm. That's his whole thing, and he is the god who cannot be named. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of a little cleverness in the fact that there is an unnamed god whose whose elemental affiliation is Yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it obviously, with something cut, there's going to be more. Yeah, him, like, but... Dyak has actually come out and said, yeah, there was going to be a fourth god, but we decided yeah. not to do it. Yeah, which, you know, like, be still my heart. Like, yep. that would have been a real, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Haster man, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, your goal here is to get, you know, to get the plastic explosive in order to bring the temple down. You know, not yes. only to stop the fire, but because this is a place of unimaginable horror. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, and it's kind of, kind of annoying. You just find the explosive stuff arbitrarily. Mm-hmm. Like, I like playing this chapter, but at this point, I feel like... You know, they, the, they really the could close it. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit out of uh, you know, a little out of innovation mm-hmm. at this point. Like yeah. the biggest thing that you do really is have modern weapons, yep. and just it's your one chance to have them. They don't come up again. Um, you get the uh, enchanted gladius, which is the gladius that uh, Pius used mm-hmm. in the first chapter. Yeah. Uh, which you know again is another missable item. Yeah, and it, and it, it makes the final like the final chapter just trivial to play. Yeah, yeah, it's a very powerful, powerful weapon. But you have mm-hmm. to earn it because you have three opportunities to miss items that are useful. Or yeah, that it's, it's those, uh, uh, what are they, the statues, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. 
So if you if you miss those, um, but placing those, it kind of tests your your knowledge of the relationship of the gods and stuff. Like I like mm-hmm. how it plays out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also like that uh, you know the the C four itself isn't enough, so you have to enchant the bomb in order for it yeah. to be to be effective enough. Yeah. I just I just pictured you know again in the forest gumping of all history with this game, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Enchanting the bullet to make it magic so he can kill JFK. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, could be. Mm-hmm. Who it, knows? It, who knows? Only yeah. the the gods. <laughs> um, the end of this ends on a real dark note and kind of a strange one because mm-hmm. you give so you get the final artifact, um, like the Chaturga artifact here, I think. Right. And you give that. Uh, plus the gladiator, uh, you give that to um, Edward, Edward mm-hmm. at the end. Um, at the beginning of so, and that's the end. And you say like, you know, they're after me now. I'm being stalked. Yeah, I so don't. I, really have, I don't have long. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. Michael Edwards shouldn't start any long books. Um, <laughs> but the uh, you give that to Edward. However, um, in the next chapter, a package arrives mm-hmm. with the same contents. Right. As such. So, like, what? It's kind of strange. Like, everything else that is given to Edward just shows up in his mansion. Mm-hmm. This, however, is delivered. Yeah. Ding dong. Yeah. Artifacts. Which, how how awesome was that knocking yeah. when that sound effect started coming up? I checked the door like a bunch of times. I'm yep. like, oh shit, somebody's <laughs> here. Um, that got me a couple times. But yeah, so I don't know who delivered it and mm-hmm. what that st- what happened in between there. Right. It's kind of odd. So. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, uh, once you get back to the mansion, uh, the you you know the cutscenes that you've been seeing show the stars aligning and this makes the telescopes work so you well, you, you get the um the handle yeah or what have you mm-hmm. yeah so you can you can finally adjust the telescopes in uh vertical and horizontal yeah, yeah. and that lets you uh you know open up the sealed basement uh which was meant to only be open when the time was right yep yeah and uh, go down to the city and do it so... all over again <laughs> Yep, and do that fucking uh, nine-point thing. Yeah. Um, you have to know what to sum, what to do here. Yep. Which is, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I don't kind of like that. I like that. Yep. And the idea is, it's like, well, if I do a nine-point summon, that will, might bring in the actual god. Like, mm-hmm. they've scaled up with every thing at this point. And I can, you know, bring in the opposing god mm-hmm. to take him out. So, I like that. Even though most of the time, it's just doing pargons. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a pargon after pargon. Yeah. Um, and doing nine different little mini rooms that are not that interesting. No. There are some things that are kind of cool, like you're reassembling the Museum of Monsters that you destroyed the first time around. Yeah. Um, there's also the, the, the worm that you have to sneak past, or else yeah. it will destroy your sanity and lock you in, so you have to walk without rhythm. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's, um, I mean, there's a, 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 there's, it's better than the first time. Mm-hmm. It's still too long, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. But you can't say there's nothing like there's nothing. It's more interesting. It's not nothing. It is more interesting, but I, and it's yeah. so close in proximity to the last time you did it. Exactly. That's crazy. And the whole, the yellow field on the floor, mm-hmm. which you can only shield pass, which means you're constantly just casting shield. Right. Like it just take, it's just tedious, mm-hmm. you know, like I just have to keep putting this up. Um, so that was a fresh, and you can do it. There's a quick, uh, kind of shortcuts to the magic. Yeah. That makes that a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you want to bind a seven point shield. Essentially, what I ended up having bound, bound for the last boss fight was, you know, a three point heal, a three point shield, and a seven point shield. Mm-hmm. And that was all I really used. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do it all, you know, get all that stuff done, then you finally do your boss fight mm-hmm. um, with, with Pius while simultaneously the god you've summoned fights Zelatoth in our case. Yep. 
in, in space. Uh, in, in space. Yeah. Uh, you know, a little stilted space fight. Yeah. Like, I, I felt like this could have been a little bit more kinetic. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit like a Final Fantasy one fight where they just stand there taking turns punching each other. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you're fighting Pius, and, you know, it feels good to finally take it to him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. if you're killing him with his own weapon, which I was doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the kind of trick to him is that when you hit, uh, he's being protected by his, his god. Mm-hmm. Um, if you hit him, a rune appears that represents his god, which you need to destroy. It's his, uh, it's his artifact. Uh, yeah, it's his, yeah. Uh, it's the whatever claw of Zelotath, Zed- yeah, which yeah, yeah, yeah. ends up being in different places. So, yep. you, you know, you hit him in order to make that appear, and then you go hit that. And then uh, eventually you get some ghost buddies yeah. from all the people, not all the people, but a lot of the people who... Yeah, it was anybody who died in service of the, or while in possession of the tome, which yeah. uh, something we didn't mention, you know, as you return to that screaming hallway, um, anybody oh, who's yeah. died shows up as a statue, which yeah. is really neat. I didn't notice yeah. it until like three or four in. I was like, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so eventually he's not too tough. He nope. dispels your shield. And it's still worth casting the short one just to make him do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go up and get a shot on him. Yeah. He can kind of counterattack you instantly. Um, the trick to this fight um, is to not get greedy. Right. Like you never really have time to cast anything more than a three point yeah. version of something. So you can run to the other end, three point heal, and usually get it off before mm-hmm. you get hit by magic. Yeah. Um, so that's really all there is to it. It's kind of a boring arena. Yeah, you know, it's like it's, a. It's real limited. It's shaped like a barbell. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Yeah. With stairs yep. in the middle. Um, with so stairs. a little bit. Yeah. A little bit of a, a boring arena, but you can get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not too bad. The tricky. I died against it once because once you get down to low health, your like Resident Evil esque staggered walking animation. Yeah, yeah. Is severe in this game. You really like, bad. You're so slow that pretty much I'm definitely not going to have time to heal. Mm-hmm. So I'm just that's it for me. You know, I can't, he's on my heels. If I keep moving, he doesn't quite hit me, but I'll never have time to heal. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and that was, so you have to really keep your health up. Right. Um, yep. And then once he's down, you know, he's gone, he's dead, you know, yep. uh, and uh, Chaturga defeats Zelatath and Alex gets like a glimpse of what's going to happen in the future. Now that Chaturga is actually in the realm, though, you just did exactly yeah. what uh, Pius was trying to do, except yep. accidentally. And you're except nowhere. it didn't take you. Yeah, hundred thousands of years. I know, right? You dummy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's biased. He didn't, just wait he didn't have Mantrak on his side, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, neither did I. Um, <laughs> or, yeah, the, uh, but yeah, so you have to do a, uh, a binding spell, and your grandpa just guides you to this. Um, yeah. And choose, you know, you have to pick the rune that it, completes the ones you've already done and changes mm-hmm. it from a summon to a binding. Yeah, which is it, protect. Weirdly enough, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's it's funny if you try and pick the wrong ones, just because like no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you fucked up. Um, <laughs> now you done fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and that does it. And you bind the god for mm-hmm. a time, right? Which uh, leaves uh, Uliath on a post. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's the nice you know this checks and balances system. Essentially, these gods are pretty much like the the judicial, legislative, and executive <laughs> branch yeah. of the universe. Yep. So if 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 the president ever kills every member of Congress, the Supreme Court is going to rain death yep. on this entire country. So we cannot <laughs> allow that. Yeah. Um, but it really ends up not being too much of a problem because, you know, for whatever happens in this timeline, there are two other ones where the same me has killed different gods and different orders, leaving yep. Mantarok unopposed. 
Which... Yeah, which is also not okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, Mantarok is a fertility god, but there are a line in the ending that are just like, who knows what his sinister motives are. Right. You know, like, Mantarok is not a good guy. Nope. Which is one of the reasons why this ending stands with me as being mm-hmm. acceptable. Like, you can't win in, in a Lovecraft story. Yeah. And you, and you don't. And like the, so, there, there's like the you know the, the the best hope that they have is just that Mantarok knowing that he was going to die was like all right well we've got to burn this mother down and so just kind of like I'm going to be here ineffectual forever so let's just make it so that you guys don't you know run rampant as well that is the right. best possible thing for there to be right even though he's not really dormant like is sure. the thing so he's like been, he's been he's been influencing things from that spot yeah right? so like you you know. You don't have these machinations of the other three gods. Mm-hmm. However, who knows what Mantarok wants to do? Right, and he's well, and he's still doing be, it because he had power over everything. He just could have done it anyway. So, like, it's yeah. not that huge of an upset over the status quo. More so than more so than any one of the other ones getting you know immediate yeah, power. That's over true. This so, realm. like, maybe right. all the shittiness that's actually in our world that isn't just those those mass murders and stuff mm-hmm. are Mantarok's doing. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when Mantarok wins, you just get a, a you know a flush of like. It's America. Ninety percent of people hate their jobs. <laughs> yeah, it is the god of you chaos, know? right? That's yeah, all he exactly. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, and yeah. there's and there's still Haster waiting in the wings. You know who knows? Yeah, exactly. Hopefully for the sequel. Yep. Um, yeah, which hopefully at some point happens. Yep. Um, and that's uh, that's Eternal Darkness. Yep. Um, I've never beat it three times to get the the ending. Like I love this game, but not enough that I want to go through all those puzzles and stuff again. Yeah, right away. I've beat it. Th- I've beat it three times. Um, I I, wa- I briefly entertained the notion of doing it this time, but it's like I'm not going to do that. That's like it's three times all the same the same thing, except for maybe yeah. some. With, there's some I, variation, but not enough to make it right. Right. You know, make me want to really do it again. Yeah. So, so I've played. I've played it three times. Oh, you know, over the course of the years, but it's been like red and then green and then green. So. Yeah. And that's the, um, <clears throat> like the, the resident evil thing where they want you to kind of like keep doing it and get better scores and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. for like a 12 to 15 hour game, that's just not, that's a lot to trivial. ask. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot to ask of me when I have a wealth of games. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if I was in that, you know, I only get one game a year mode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd happily play this again cause it's great. Um, but yeah, one of, one of my favorite games we've done for the show. Yeah. Like I'm putting it in the, the upper pantheon. The, yeah. I'm really glad that we decided to do it. No arguments. I mean, it is it is as good as, you know, survival horror gets in being a game, right? Yeah. Yep. And then just that, yeah, the sanity, the fact that there's something unique to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just like a really good, like, we did Resident Evil 2. I love mm-hmm. Resident Evil 2. Um, but it is kind of, you know, an evolution rather than a revolutionary kind mm-hmm. of thing on yeah. Resident Evil 1, where it's like, this is, this is a great game. It does Resident Evil, old-style Resident Evil, about as good as it gets. Right. You know, however... It didn't do that much, like totally new, um, which this does. Yep. Like with the, the sanity effects and the really neat magic system, and just a, a story, you know, c- you know, f- whole cloth out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a unique whole, and special whole, thing. Whole cloth out of nowhere. Oh wait, just Lovecraft over and yeah, over was, again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah so, out, out of a lot of things, but for a video yeah, game, right? You know, um, yeah, and worth uh, and kind of hard to find now. Yep, but uh, well worth hunting down, and it will play on your Wii. So uh, it is a good reason. It was the only reason to have a GameCube. It is now the only reason to have a Wii. That's not quite true. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Bobby Bloop, Nintendo, not enough games, etc. I'm Zach. I'm Riff. 
And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 129 of Video Games Hot Dog. Well, we've done it, guys. We've exceeded the range of an 8-bit integer. A 7-bit integer. 7-bit integer. Shit. No, this isn't happening. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, until then, uh, what should they watch out for, Cole? Uh, Mantra Rock. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They should watch out for Pargon. 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 <laughs> My name is Scary Murderfield. My name is Skull Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. And in this extra special, terrifically spooky edition of our show, we're talking about Eternal Darkness, which is a survival horror game developed by Silicon Knights and published by Nintendo for the GameCube in 2002. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, in this game, you play as various people throughout history who are influenced by the Tome of Eternal Darkness, Necronomicon. Um, And you uh, solve puzzles and explore environments, killing monsters in order to try to stay alive and kind of further the plot. And you're going to give little micro missions. Yes. And stay sane. (laughs) Which is uh, what the game is notable for. No, which you oughtn't do. Like, no, don't. (laughs) Sanity's for chumps. Sanity's for chumps and normals. Yeah, or do keep, not say Satan. Keep it keep it weird in Persia, uh, or yeah. keep Persia weird. I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the thing the game is most known for. Uh, your character has uh, a sanity meter, and you lose uh, sanity whenever a monster spots you. Uh, kind of does glowy green eyes on you. Um, mm-hmm. And when your sanity is low enough, you get these various visual and kind of interface hallucinations. Uh, Nintendo has even gone as far as to get a patent for this mechanic, which is why we don't see it everywhere because it is the best idea. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that a lot. <laughs> yeah, because it's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. It uh, the game is also notable in that it contains a magic system where you assemble spells out of these runes that you acquire throughout the game. Um, the spells can be of four different elements playing into this rock, paper, scissors, and then, I guess, shotgun um, <laughs> yeah. for the uh, affinities of the, the elder gods that watch over everything. You yeah. can kind of mix and match them to get different effects and, and such. Yeah, the, and you can um, kind of play around with them to discover spells that you wouldn't otherwise have ahead of time. Like, the only like consequence for failure in that is that they just fizzle. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, you get question mark, question mark spells. You get, you get uh, like, scrolls that tell you different combinations to, to use that keep you kind of on the critical path for what you need to get through the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, for us, we didn't have shotgun as the comedy fourth option. It was always dynamite. You threw down dynamite uh, if you wanted to be the unpopular kid on the bus. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Playing rock, paper, scissors on the bus. Simpler yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Just passing the day. <laughs> since uh, since each chapter takes place at different points throughout history, uh, a great deal of attention was paid uh, to keeping things period accurate. Uh, historical events, locations, and even the weaponry are generally um, accurate to what would have been happening around that time and in that place. 
Mm-hmm. And a, uh, a sequel was announced by Silicon Knights, and it quickly faded away into vaporware as the studio went on to focus its efforts on uh, Too Human, a womp, spiritual womp. successor. Yeah, I know, which I've heard nothing but bad things about. <laughs> yeah. And the title screen looks like Toot Human. <laughs> Toot Human. Yeah, it looks like it, you are a Toot Human. I think it was even um, recalled. Like, it's really hard to get a hold of now because they just didn't get the rights to the engine. Huh. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah they, uh, and then the um, and then uh, that X Men game they oh, put yeah. out that looked really cool. I played that at PAX and it's real trash. Like mm. I stopped playing the demo like three minutes and I'm like, this is boring. And the person who was there was like, oh, if you get to the end of the demo, you get a lanyard or, or something like that. Like, ah, <laughs> I'm okay. Yep, well, I'm gonna leave. No, this is my awful. keys, my keys hold hold themselves together just fine. Yeah, yeah, your game is bad. Yes. Um, but a spiritual successor, Shadow of the Eternals, was attempted very recently, but never got off the ground, despite several failed attempts at crowdfunding. Yeah. Uh, this is something that they still say they want to do, um, so it's still maybe in the cards yeah. somewhere, but the uh, the initial attempts have, have not worked out. Have not worked out. So yeah, um, it's uh, I'm so excited to be playing this game, or to have played this game a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is we we were talking about it off mic a little bit. This is real up there for me as far mm-hmm. as games we've done. Yeah. And I I'd forgotten how much I love this game. Yeah. But it it's a fucking joy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it it is it is great. So Yeah. So let's jump right so, yeah. into it with the yeah, plot. Let's talk about the plot. Yeah. Can, may I start? Yeah, yes. let's tell me a little about about the plot, Cole. Just make it stop. 